All right, there we go. Right. So uh, I had to turn I had to turn my sound down because my voice is overbearing. Yeah, it's a little too powerful for me. <coughs> Especially now, my voice is a little fucked. So bear with me here. But okay, here we go. So welcome to episode two. Episode two of Two D's in the Box. Of course, I'm the main D uh, here <laughs> with you, Danny B. Uh, aka the great one or whatever you want to call me it's all good and with me of course always uh my uh, main man my left arm uh what other compliments can i give you is that you? the one you jerk off with <laughs> no that's why i didn't say that uh the man obviously i couldn't do this without mr Dimitri g what's up everybody so uh yeah so here we are episode two what are we gonna talk about today I have no clue. Let's just, let's just have fun with it. We went on a rant last time for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was fun. It was the first experience. I yep. mean, uh, you know, obviously it wasn't going to be our best work. If that is, well, maybe we should think of doing something <laughs> else. <laughs> but, but no, it, it was good. It was good. I think uh, people saw what we were about, really. Got complaints about you already. But, uh, you know, we'll work through it. We'll work through it. We'll be good. I think uh, I think I had to take a long, long look at myself in the mirror after that, listening to that one. But, you know, like you said, if that was like our 110th podcast and it sounded yeah, like that, exactly. then it'd be pretty depressing. But it was it was our first one. So I'm all right with it. I'm yeah, okay. it was it was it was fun. And again, we said that we're not two experts. We've never done at least on my side. I've never done radio or anything of this nature. I just run my mouth every day with my job because that's what I have to do. But um but yeah, we're not in here to to like impress and uh, make billions off of this. But uh, we won't say no. But I'm just saying, uh, we're doing this for fun. We said this was a bit therapeutic. We're doing this for our kids a bit. You have all the the reasons to do it, you know. And um, yeah, so let, let's just have fun with it, man. No yeah, pressure. No pressure. Well, um, I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna push back on one thing there. I do have somebody to impress. I have my wife to impress because I, don't, I still don't think she likes me. No, no, of course. Dude, how long have you been married? We've been married, uh, it's going to be uh, two or three years. <laughs> no wonder she doesn't <laughs> like you. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I, I tell my wife and she tells me constantly, we don't like each other. We love each other, but we don't like each other. Like, she's not the, you know, like whenever I say, oh, I'm going to have fun. Let's go hang out with my wife, you know? Like, well, unless we're talking about the fun stuff, then yeah, obviously. Yeah, but, for uh, sure. But I mean, uh, you know... We have we both have friends. We have each other. We have a bunch of friends. Uh, 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 our wives are super cool. I know your wife since she's born, pretty much. So I know she's a super cool girl. But uh, I think they love us. We're very hard to like. So don't 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 feel bad about that. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I uh, definitely like. I have tr like. Sometimes I'm like, wow, I, ha I have so, so much courage just living with myself. I can't imagine <laughs> other, somebody else living with me too. Yeah, I know. How does she do it? Why? I always tell you I want it better for that kid because I, I, I held her. I held her as a baby. Promised her to show her, like, you know, try to contribute to her life to the most positive of my abilities. But uh, somehow she ended up with you and uh, you're a great guy. But, you know. She's going to be embarrassed you talking like that. <laughs> Why? I, I, I am fucking 20 years older than her or something like that. Because <laughs> I feel like, I, uh, I don't know if it's just my wife or just a Latino thing. You guys like to keep things like, oh, no, que pena, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. I am trying to embarrass her as much as I can. But uh, no, great girl. Uh, you definitely uh, hit it out of the park with, with her. And uh, I'm happy for you guys. 
Uh, yeah, in three years, you said? Yeah, yeah, we've been married for three years, and I'm, I'm very grateful for her. I, uh, I've put her through a lot, man. I've had my, uh, my own bullshit that came along with me, and, uh, and she stuck with me, bro, through the thick and thin. And, uh, you know, although it's only been, like, you know, actually married three years, we've actually been living together for six so I mean, you know, marriage is most of the time it's just a piece of paper. I mean, if you're yeah, living exactly. with somebody, you know, and and you know what their underwear smells like, and you know what mm. your socks smell like, I mean, that's pretty much married, right? Yeah, 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 you know no, I mean? for so. sure. And uh, I don't know about you, but till this day, for me, now with kids, we get distracted. But for me, one of the hardest things I've had to do in my life, maybe because of the way I am, was sharing that space, my living space, with with my wife. Now knowing that. Uh, it's everything is shared. Like uh, I, whenever I put something somewhere, doesn't mean it's gonna be there because she might clean or she might do something. And it used to drive me nuts. And, and and her way of seeing things sometimes the way she wants the house compared to me, who was a a bachelor for ten years living on his own, that was a fucking hard transition. And uh, yeah, and I'm sure it wasn't easy for her. But for me, it's been like really, really. That's. I tell people that's the hardest part of the marriage. The rest, I love the girl. She's great. She's fun to be around. Uh, I don't care about that. But really knowing that somebody's in your things 24-7, that, that really fucked with me. I don't know if it was the same for you. but uh, Me moving out was a disaster because when, I, when, I, when me and my wife moved out together, at the time we were, we were just dating, uh, we bought our first condo and I left my parents. So she had already lived with, uh, by herself and I think she had, she had lived with her ex-boyfriend or something, right? But... Point being, she had already moved out of her house. I was just moving out of my house. And, you know, I have a great Greek mother that does everything for me. No, but like everything for me, you know. She irons my underwear. You know what I mean? So, um, I just, I was a disaster. I didn't, I didn't know, like, what I was supposed to do. Like, uh, other than cook, because I had, you know, some experience in that. Because I had worked at a restaurant when I was younger. Other than that, I don't know how to do anything else. You know, my clothes were in piles. You know, I, I had no routine of like cleaning or, you know, where something came off. That's where it stayed. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. Uh, I know that. you know, I had drawers, but somehow they were empty, you know, and I had to find my clothes. Anyways, so, and, you know, we, we both work and stuff. And I just, it never, it, it, it took a while for me to click, like, oh man, you know, that whole time that I was living in my parents' house, every time I'd come home and my room was clean. Somebody actually did that. Yeah, things don't yeah. actually <laughs> magically go back in their drawers. You know, things don't actually get washed. Things I'm don't, not, you know. Uh, I'm not that neat of a person. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I just realized that there was a lot of work to be done. And uh, I still, we, I think that for myself, I still have some work to do in that respect. But I've definitely, like, gotten better at that. You know, especially, like, the the cleaning part. You know, because yeah. I took it for granted. Simply said, I, I just took my mother for granted, and I was like, oh, yeah, everybody's gonna be like that." And really my wife's like gonna that. be like that for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. that's what you, yeah, obviously. And 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 I know, like, she she she's a good housewife too, even though she's a career woman. Uh, but you know, like we said, they're working, they're taking care of the kids. At one point, they need a break too. So uh, you know, you can always hire a maid or something. I just realized that when I uh, take a sip of water. And go inside your camera. I just got to nah, watch you're, that. You're, you're, you're so that, yeah. we we do have somebody that helps out, you know. But even that's expensive. And a lot of times, what I've realized about cleaning and things like that is, if you do it right in that moment, like let's yes. say you, you, you yes. dirty a plate and you clean it right away, if you just get yourself in that habit, it's it it takes a lot. Like there's no accumulation. A lot of the disaster around a house is just accumulation. Exactly, exactly. And it's a bit of carelessness too. Like like you said, yeah. you finish eating put it like we have dishwashers like what the hell 
I'm not talking about our wives. I mean, like the machine. So yeah. we we have that. So uh, let's just put it in the fucking machine. It's not that hard. But somehow uh, you leave it there on the counter, and then another one, and then like it piles up, and then the kids want a snack, and then next thing you know, you look at it, and it's like full, and it drives you crazy. When it could be so simple, it's just managing things. The uh, you mentioned kids, and that's uh, that's probably where the big shift happened uh, for me. Was when we had when we had our daughter. I was like. Oh man, like there's got to be a system because yeah. like everything is everywhere. And so I remember, I think it was uh, early last year we got, um, we decided we, we lived in a condo and we're like, okay, let's rent like a storage spot and, and put all the stuff we don't necessarily use or we, things we use, let's say maybe <laughs> once a year, let's put it away to storage and maybe make some space. And uh, you wouldn't believe how much garbage mm. we took out of the house just kept bought we bought these bins from ikea we just kept taking out bins and bins and bins and i was like man what is all this stuff what are we doing like we're hoarders we're yeah, just we are. humans are just like these machines that we just pile things up and build closets and more elaborate closets <laughs> and useless shit too like things like what the fuck like i don't know i had like found bart simpson figurine like, the fuck am i gonna do with that i found tapes Tapes. tapes oh like, yeah dvds like cassette tapes like when am i ever gonna play this thing <laughs> i know it's crazy it's i don't know why we do that i guess it, it brings us memories and stuff like that but it's so useless are you so attached useless. to things do you find yourself sometimes attached to things just like you know you're not gonna use this thing ever yeah but you just can't throw it out yeah yeah for sure there, there's gonna be stuff like that i was um I was about to sell my uh, PlayStation 4 because mm-hmm. uh, I barely use that thing. But somehow, like, I had bought, when I first bought it, I got excited about it. I used to play a lot with my cousins. And uh, we, um, we bought some games together, saved some profiles and everything. And when I was about to uh, throw it out, I had to delete everything that was on the, um, on the hard drive in order to sell it and i just started reading the stupid names we put for games and players and profiles i couldn't do it it reminded me of such happy times that i was like yeah i'm gonna keep this thing what am i gonna make 300 dollars out of it i mean i'm not rich i'm not spitting on 300 dollars, but i think this memory is worth more so i'm like uh yeah i'm gonna keep this game even though i don't play it and it's collecting dust but i know one day we'll look back and uh, we might turn that shit on and it's gonna remind us of all these games that uh, we saved a bunch of videos of us playing because you can do that with these incredible machines so yeah i did get attached to that so and i have many many of these things obviously kids things forget it like like i'm sure the first shoes of your daughter you know which i don't know what use they have but it's so sentimental that i don't think you'll ever throw that away you know? well yeah that's a that's a bit different i can understand that it's attached to a human especially your daughter yeah, such a yeah. bond and you want to give her that yeah but like back to the playstation 4 it's a good example like because i don't know much about video games like how old were you when that when that came out like what, well, what i was old i was fucking at least when when was that i was at least 30 35 years old i would think okay so uh it's mostly it reminds me of a, of a simpler time right a different like i always see my life i envision my life as chapters of a book you mm-hmm. know there was the kid part then there was the, the teenage years and then the little fucked up years and then the fun years and the meeting your wife, the starting a business. And now we're at the chapter with the kids where they're like 90% of our lives is, is yeah. on them. But 
So I guess the PlayStation reminds me of that chapter right before. Okay. When I gave zero fucks of, uh, about everything. I had a good enough paying job that I could like pretty much afford stuff that I wanted. I've never been very materialistic, so I don't need millions of dollars. But I could buy, like, let's say we wanted to play that game. I would be, okay, guys, come over this weekend. I'm going to buy it, you know. And it would come and we would play night after night. Like, we wouldn't sleep. It was, but, and you know how, how we are. We just bust each other's balls all the time. And it was ongoing, and we had so much fun. And if you talk to my cousins, it'll be the same way. They'll they'll remind it fondly. So I guess I didn't want to give up on that. Okay. So uh, that's why, that's why that that thing reminds me of of them. But I don't know everything else, clothes and stuff like that. I usually don't get attached to. Like, I'm attached to. I'm thinking about like as I'm carrying out this stuff as we were cleaning. I was um, I was attached to like the tapes I mentioned. Mm-hmm. I'm like there was there's gotta porno, be something. Porno, right? Well, no, no. I used to, <laughs> I used to make. So this is hilarious, and it's funny that we're sitting in front of a soundboard now. It's like uh, my life came full circle. But when I was really young, I used to have this tape deck, and I used to like record things. I used to record myself talking. Nice. nice. I used to record like songs off the radio and things like that. I don't know why I did that, and I was I was always good at. Uh, I was always. What was it? Sorry to cut you off, but uh, power and play. And it was a little pause. circle. It was like a circle yeah. button, and, and you press play and circle together, and then pause. Yeah, and then and you just <laughs> unpause and unpause. That was and awesome. yeah, and I and I learned that from my older brother too. My older brother is closer to your age, and yeah. and yeah, I learned a lot of that stuff from him. How to like manipulate that stuff, and then later on in high school, I was uh, like the the um, the sound kid, yeah. oh, uh, you okay, know. So okay, whenever okay. there was like con- uh, uh, con- not really concerts, but uh, uh, talent shows and things yes, like that. Yes, I, yes, I would yes. set up the speakers, set up the soundboard, and I'd be like behind the Fuck, controls. It was meant to be. And it's like I know my life has come full circle like that mm-hmm. to like right now. And I have this box of tapes, and I'm like, man, I I always want. See, that's that's the thing about holding things onto things. I always so curious about what's on those things, but I've haven't taken any steps to like actually like figure out how to listen to what's on it. <laughs> you might just want to tighten it from the bottom because I see it's a little yeah. shaky there. Sorry, folks. Oh, okay. Just give us All a right. second. See, that's why you took all those classes and you this one did here. all this. You see the ring here? There's a ring here, this thing? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, but now I'm losing it. Sorry, folks, we're just going to... So, yeah, I'm just going to keep on talking while uh, yeah, while, while Danny fixes his mic. So, yeah, I'm, I'm so attached to those things that I didn't want to throw them out. Actually, one of my friends even made fun of me. He's like, yo, this guy, I, he helped me move when I moved into my condo with, uh, with at the time, my girlfriend, and... He was like, I can't believe, why are you, why do you need these things? Why are you moving your VHS tapes and your tape and your, you know, these audio tapes? You're never going to use these again. What could possibly be on these tapes? But I don't know. I just couldn't, I couldn't let go of that stuff. I have a couple boxes of that. And, and the other thing I was attached to was my books. Um, I have tons and tons of books and a lot of them are useless, but I mean, uh, and a lot, and some of them I haven't even read to be completely honest. Maybe I've read a, a few parts of them, but I always imagine when I have a house big enough to put all these books like on a nice bookshelf and display them to at least have everything there accessible to my kids or somebody who can uh, possibly like use them. You know, somebody might read a book that I didn't read, but I know it's a good book. I know there's some knowledge in there and I just didn't read it. And then somebody might read that book and might bring something to them. I'm like, I like books. I feel like there's, you know, there's so much of human life that people have experienced already and they took the time to write it down there's got to be some kind of value in that and not everything's on the internet you know not 
There's certain books like, you know, the Plato books and things like that. You can certainly buy them for the internet, but, you know, they were written in book form and they exist in book form first before the internet, so. Yeah, and I don't know if you're the same way as I am, but uh, there's something special about reading a book in paper. I just can't do Kindles and, and screens. They really hurt my eyes. I lack concentration. But if you actually give me a paper book, I think I can... Um, I, I do a lot better with that. I don't read all that much. I wish I did, I did read more, but uh, yeah, uh, it has to be a paper. And I, I like to see the book a little messed up at the end because I, I went back and say, oh, what did he mean there? And, you know, y you can tell when somebody's read a book and, and, and wrote something about it, an essay or something like that. You can, you can smell the sweat through it because, uh, yeah, I remember my school books. They're all like that because I wasn't very good in school, but I at least are tr I tried, you know. So, uh, yeah, so for me, yeah, books could be a thing. I kept some some around. The um, Yeah, there, there's a satisfaction that... I wonder if they can hear that. Yeah, they can hear it because we can hear it in our yeah, earphones. Yeah, like that's a massive yeah. party just broke up next door. Yeah, exactly. I guess can hear the bass. Thing on pause. pause and join the party. <laughs> but uh, you think if you close the door, just give us one second. I'm going to cut this part out. Yeah. And let me fix this thing too. Yeah. But the door is not closed. Oh, this one. Oh. That didn't do anything. Hey, why is this thing so fucked up? Yeah, you it. That's a good song. Yeah, it's a hit right now. Yeah. I was there last Friday. That's why I couldn't do because my sister came from Switzerland. You went there? Yeah, so we went there. Because okay, so Michelle came too, and I was like, oh, this guy, you went to go chill with Michelle, I know it. <laughs> that night? No, he came the next day to my house. Uh, he came on Saturday, I had a big gathering at my place. But that night, it was just me, my sister, my wife, my brother, and her son. But we had a blast, man. Leia fucking saved us the best fucking table ever, bro. Like, I'm gonna tell, oh no, it's for five people. Just gonna tell her when, when we How is it possible that mine is like that? Oh, okay, because I'm on this side. No, but as long as the tail holds, I just made it worse by trying to fix it. That, that, that was the problem. Like it's almost if I would have to put it from this side.
talk talk into it so I make sure I hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, that's that's better. All right. You're gonna have it's still to shaky. It's yeah. One second. Okay. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that. We're back. We fucked up a little bit there. <laughs> and, well, it's uh, a party that broke out next door. Yeah, so we should tell them where, where we're at. Oh, yeah. So, again, live from DNA Fitness, Griffintown, Montreal, to the left of one of the best steakhouses in Montreal, I believe, at least, uh, Grinder, the great restaurant Grinder. I love it. I eat there often. Uh, it's good food. Reasonably priced, and uh, yeah, what do you think about it, Dimitri? I love that place, man. I've been a few times. Uh, we've been for drinks. We've been for to eat. It's a it's a great place, and uh, as you probably everybody can hear, there's a great party happening exactly. next door, even though it's a Sunday night. And um, and uh, no, yeah, I lo- I like that place. I think it's the same owners with the place next door called Macro, which exactly. is more of a fish place. <laughs> <laughs> that base. And I have some editing to do, man. Yeah, no, well, it, it, it sent it forward. Yeah, there you go. <coughs> okay, editing finished. I think I'm going to leave the... I'm, at that part, I think I'm going to leave it there. Was I ta- Was I the one talking while it fell? Uh, yeah, but you, you, you went off track because like you saw that I got distracted oh, okay, okay, and started okay. laughing. So we'll, do, we'll do some cutting there. I yeah, hope. yeah. So uh, we're talking about Grindr. We're saying Grinder, macro, excellent restaurants, yeah. uh, great ambiance, uh, uh, good-looking, fun people, uh, great food. I mean, I can't say enough about them. Uh, they're great friends of, of uh, DNA Fitness. So, um, yeah, check them out. Check us out. Griffintown, Montreal, dnafit.ca. And uh, I'm assuming Grinder. just look it up. Everybody knows it. It's a great place. When, uh, what we were talking about before the bass kicked in and knocked over all our cameras. Mm. Oh, we were talking about uh, reading books. Yeah, how I like holding on to books. things. Yeah, holding on to things. So that you had something that you said, like it was books and something else. Uh, yeah, books and cassette tapes. And I'm trying to think if it was anything else, but. Um, I think you said some lingerie from your ex, no, or something like that? Oh, man. I wear it sometimes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, actually, what I, the thing is, I never had um, I never had like figurines or like toys. I have that, a shitload. Yeah, you keep talking about that. <laughs> tell, tell me about that. Like I some did. of those things must be worth a fortune. Uh, no, unfortunately, I looked it up. Uh, I wasn't one of those kids that was able to keep the the the, the fucking toy in the box. There, <laughs> I had to open it. And uh, as an adult, actually, uh, funny enough, I made myself a promise when I was a kid, because um, as growing up, you know. With humble uh, and a humble upbringing, let's just put it like that, or like we were fucking poor. Uh, I didn't really get the toys that I I wanted to get all the time, uh, until I started giving myself a uh, five finger discount, if you know what I mean. As a kid, bad kid, and then got caught and got the beats and everything that goes with it. Obviously, here my parents taught me never to touch something that's not mine ever again. And believe me, since then I've never done it. The embarrassment is so big that you don't want to do that. Uh, so I, I I would never do that again. But as a kid, that was my only thing to get more toys. 
at that point, at that point, I said like, you know what? One day I'll have a job. I'll be making, you know, some some coin, and I'm gonna buy the fucking toys I've always wanted. And I kept a promise to a certain way. Obviously, I don't feel the same way. Like I, I feel that a bit of sadness sometimes because I don't get the excitement I used to get when I was a kid. But I'll be honest with you, if I go to Toys R Us with my kids. I fucking go through the uh, Transformers section, the G.I. Joe, if there is, because that's what I grew up with. Uh, WWE wrestlers, uh, those I used to have a bunch. I still have them. They're still somewhere in the house. Uh, and from time to time, I'll go like, yeah, this one looks pretty cool. Oh, it's 35 bucks. As a kid, I could never afford that. Now I can, so I'll get it. It's still in the box. Like, I, I don't, like, you know. Do, you, don't, you don't play with it. I, I, I wish I still had that imagination, because as a kid, I could take, like, two five dollar figurines and have like an epic war you know yeah now it's uh yeah it's uh, you know uh, video games have ruined it for you for sure uh women drugs alcohol uh, you know whatever all, all that stuff <laughs> all that stuff yeah you you realize that there's like lots more fun for better or for worse yeah there's a lot more like uh like fun to be had and vices and things like that exactly than, but than i escaping. never let go i never let go completely of it I, i'll still enjoy a cartoon from time to time although i've done the mistake which i say is a mistake because you shouldn't do that to go watch the cartoons from your childhood and you go like holy fuck how dumb was i <laughs> actually it's so repetitive it's so nonsensical it's so like yeah it's not good so but you, you know it's emotional do you uh you have kids too and i have young kids yeah. do you think like coming talking um talking about cartoons we used to watch when we were young and now seeing our, our kids grow up, were we as hypnotized? Like, I don't know if you've noticed, but like if I put these types of shows that are for kids nowadays, let's say on Netflix, and, and, and my daughter goes in it, like it's like you snap the finger and they're complete, my child is completely hypnotized and sucked into it. And I don't know if I, if I was like that, watching like Spider-Man cartoons when I was, when I was young, because that's one of the things I used to watch. I don't remember being that sucked into it, or maybe once you're sucked into it, you just don't realize anything around you. But it's uh, it's really weird to watch sometimes. Like I'll I'll be like Eleni, Eleni, Eleni. Yeah, it's a little and, and scary. It's, to and be it's honest. Not, she's not responding. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it happens to me all the time, and uh, you get mad sometimes. You shot it off or whatever. But uh, yeah, it has this power. It has this power uh, on children, and I guess. Even as adults, once you're sucked in into a movie, like, you know, you're like, really want to know what's happening next. Uh, I don't know. It's the power of TV, I guess. But uh, it is a little concerning. As a kid, I don't remember how much I was into stuff. But I think I was because I'll remember clearly this one time because I got yelled at. I had had, uh, uh, as you know, I have asthma. I've had, I've dealt with that shit my whole life. Um, so... There was one time where I had a horrible night. I was coughing all night. I, I struggled to breathe and everything. And uh, my dad said, okay, that's enough. We're going to go to the hospital. And I'm like, uh, obviously, I needed to go. But by the time he woke up and said that, it was 6.30 Saturday morning. And that was cartoon time. So I'm like, yeah, I think I feel fine. I'm okay. Just so I could get to watch, like I said before, Transformers and G.I. Joe, which my two favorite shows. And then at 7.30, once it was over, I'm like, oh, Dad, I don't feel that good. <laughs> and he, he started yelling at me. I remember clearly he's like, uh, just to watch this, you would, like you pretended to be fine. And now we have... Anyways, he took, me, uh, he took me to the hospital and, and I got treatment. But I guess I was pretty sucked into it if I'm willing to, you know, avoid going just to watch when I know I need help. Uh, so, yeah, I was probably 
pretty sucked into it. Yeah, that's the power of that. Like, you're, you, you, asthma, I don't know, I know a little bit about it. My younger brother suffered from asthma as well. It's like, you can't breathe, but you got to watch that show. That's, so <laughs> that's I guess intense, that, yeah. yeah, I guess that answers my question. I mean, there is, um, there is some kind of hypnosis or something that sucks us in even as adults you know you said that it's it's so true i was watching uh i watched interstellar lately for the second time um and that's matthew matthew mcconaughey right yeah, yeah where yeah, they yeah. travel across like complicated and, movie right? yeah very complicated and, yeah. and i got completely sucked into it i even teared up like a little bit at some point i find myself like you know, I, I would never tear up during movies, but whenever there's something to do with like a father and a daughter, yeah, yeah, it yeah. kills me. It kills me. Yeah. Yeah. And before I used to be like, nah, I'm not going to cry. My my wife would like be bawling or whatever, yeah. like on a movie. And I'd be like, ah, me, I don't cry. You know what yeah. I mean? And now like, you know, I'll be alone. And like my wife would walk in and be like, are you just crying? And I'm like, no. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's it's, like it's true. He left his daughter for an hour and in their planet, it's 27 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey man, you can just, you, you just put yourselves in that position and you're yeah. like, if I wouldn't see her for 27 years, I would like, fuck, I would Miss die. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't be like, you know, it would be your worst nightmare. No, for real. I, I, I have a scene that messed with me from a recent movie. You saw, um, that um, Avengers movie there, mm. like you know the two big ones that that, that came out the, the latest one maybe three four years ago I think one was Infinity War and uh, the other one was Endgame. Okay. Anyways, there's a point where the bad guy, in order to get one of the stones, now I'm probably gonna spoil it for spoil some people. Alert. Yeah, but if 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 you haven't watched it by now and you're a fan, <laughs> like, fucking what the fuck's wrong with you? I'm not like, even I a have, fan. I haven't watched it, but I don't really give a yeah. shit. <laughs> So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably butcher the story. But anyway, this guy is collecting rings that give him all the power in the world. And in order to get one of those diamond stones for the ring, he has to sacrifice the one thing he loves the most. And that's his daughter. But the guy is so into with the plan that he wants to do that he sacrifices his daughter. And you can see that he's suffering after he sacrifices her and that scene fuck i was like oh my god i started fucking crying i was like how can you kill your daughter for power but i guess like you know Is he's a he, bad guy right he, okay he was the bad guy he yeah was the, the bad greek guy. guy there thanos thanos yeah yeah that's that's really interesting that like i don't know a lot of jordan peterson just rang in my bell like when he was talking about uh he has like this ser this bible series Mm -hmm. And one of them is when Abraham was going to, I think it's Abraham that sacrifices his son yeah, or almost yeah, yeah, sacrifices yeah. his son. But then at the last minute, God was like, no, no, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. No, but like, uh, but Jordan Peterson brings it into a cool line of thought where he talks about at least how I understand it. You know yeah. what I mean? Because, I mean, obviously the guy's yeah, some he's a complex, man, he's a yeah. complex <laughs> genius at yeah. you know different levels. And obviously he knows a lot more. I don't want to simplify whatever he was trying to teach. But from what I understood, it's like if you're willing to sacrifice the thing that's most precious to you for your goal, then that's when you'll probably achieve the goal. And more often than not, you won't necessarily have to sacrifice everything. Yeah. But you just have to be willing to sacrifice everything. Okay. Is basically what, what what is kind of simplifying it a bit. But I think that's what I that's what I took from it. And uh, but that sucks because in that movie he was the Thanos was the bad guy and his his daughter actually died. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's, exactly. That's, no, it, it, it's it's a Marvel universe of, of, of animated cartoons, really. Yeah. So they find a way to bring it back to life. Don't get too depressed. Okay. But but the moment, the moment, that, and you feel like the actor was pretty good showing you the pain that he felt because uh, everybody sees that guy as the, the ultimate evil. and uh, But you see that he's got emotions, right? Yeah. Yep, and, yep. and you're like, holy fuck. Like, 
what would it take for you to sacrifice your daughter? I mean, if I got to sacrifice my daughter, I'm killing myself at the same time because it's it's not happening, right? Uh, I don't care who from the skies talks to me or whatever. I'm not doing it. There's there's no world worth, sorry, there's no world worth living in where I survive and my daughter doesn't. Yeah, basically. exactly, exactly. And I think parents will feel the same, you know. So, um, so yeah, so so yeah, that 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 does get us emotional. But I guess that's maturity, right? Because I know before, like you, uh, it, it's not that I wanted to act tough and go like, oh, I won't cry if like the best friend of the guy, the main character, dies or whatever. It's just I didn't feel it, man. Yeah, I just didn't feel it, and 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 for a lot of things, I didn't feel it, and. A lot of people said, like, uh, even when 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 uh, when your daughter's going to be born or your son, whatever, your firstborn, the second you see them, like, it's the most beautiful moment in your life. You're going to break down. Like, yeah, that didn't happen either. I got fucking scared. I was like, look at this thing. It's incredible. And now I have to, like, keep it alive, you know? Yeah. Like, and, and they just shoved it and shoved her in my arms as soon as she was born. And I've never let, let her go since. Now it's grown. I had these moments where, like, her first smile looking at me where she actually recognized my presence. I was, I bawled out. And I know I'm not, like, a serial killer now because I have, I have feelings, right? But it wasn't that magic moment where you go, like, oh, and then I presented her to the, to the sky and said, like, this is the future of my life or whatever. I was just a nerve wreck. Like, I was, I was so scared. Um, I feel a lot of new parents go through that. I'm sure you have, too. Like, they just give you this huge responsibility, which, what did I have that was precious before that? My, my PlayStation, right? Yeah. So you go from that to a living being that you love more than anything you could ever think you could love. So I think it has a lot to do with the fact that uh, women seem more calm when it happens, but I think it has, perhaps may have something to do, again, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but maybe it has something to do with the fact that they're carrying around the, the baby for nine months. So they're already like have established. They've already gone through this acceptance stage. Yeah. Whereas we're just like, yeah, we're there. Yeah. But like, we're not really feeling like the pains and all that stuff because it's in our, it's in our wife's stomach. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden it's real for us. It becomes real when the baby is born. That's when it becomes real. I mean, I, um, again, I had the same feeling like you, everybody was like, you're going to cry and this and that. And mostly people my age were saying that, that were had just become fathers too. Because, I mean, like, nothing against my dad or anybody older, but, like, there's a, the generation before us was, you know, the, the, the men kind of waited outside, right? They, they weren't, so there wasn't much advice to be given from the older generation. I guess I'm not talking shit about that. That's just the way things were. For, <coughs> I'm not, I don't, how can I judge a, a time and a generation that I wasn't part of, you know? Yeah, so, exactly. So who, who knows why things were like the way they were, but I'm just saying there was just, that wasn't really there, that... So a lot of advice came from people that were my age, you know, guys were like, yeah, you're going to cry and this and that. And then that didn't happen. And I was like, man, like you said, am I a psychopath or like, <laughs> why am I not like overcome with joy and bawling my eyes out? But something that I did notice is that some kind of uh, protective kind of thing mm. uh, turned on, you know, and it was like, oh my God, from this woman on, like. I have like this thing could just die like yeah, yeah, left yeah. alone like it's not a it's not a complete human being like I've heard it said before obviously like uh, um, humans are are born before they're fully fully developed because if they get fully developed then they can't yeah, pass kill through the mother, yeah. yeah exactly and I and I heard that said but it's a different story about seeing something like alive in your arms that's just completely 
Dependent on yeah. us. Yeah. Dependent. I was going to say useless. <laughs> but, <laughs> also, but yeah, they're very cute, so they can be useless. Yeah, exactly. And and maybe like, yeah, but the emotions came after. The emotions came. I, I went through like, uh, it's, it's a bit of a different topic. Maybe we'll do an episode just on that. But I went through my own shit, like uh, very close to the a few months after my daughter was born. I had my own shit to deal with. So uh, I was kind of, you know, not as present as I would have liked to be for a few months. But later on, as she uh, started developing, like, first words, recognizing things, being happy to see me, uh, there was, there's something. Or sometimes they'll say a word at the ex- at the right time. You know, like, they learn, yes. they, learned the, they learned the word and they've actually used it in the right context. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, damn, she's understanding. Yeah. Like, you're <laughs> like, oh, man. Like, it's exciting and scary at the same time. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's beautiful. And also, when you're trying to teach something and they finally put it together, you know, other than mama, papa, obviously, those, those come pretty fast. But, uh, like, I don't know how, where to put her, her, um, her baby bottle when she's done drinking. I told her, uh, put it in the sink. And she would see me put it in the sink all the time. And I will always remember that. Like, uh, she was so little, but she wanted to do it. So she kind of, like, slam dunked the, 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 the fucking bottle across the... the um, the kitchen to put it in the in the sink and and she got it and and it made me laugh so she saw that as approval so till this day she always slams the damn the damn baby bottle right there when she's done drinking her milk because she knows that 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 made me laugh and she's looking for approval and but for me when she made that connection or the times she saw me cook and she goes mmm chicken you know because now she knows like that's what she's gonna eat and papa can you make me tortillas she says or like stuff like that to me now that's a human that has you know her own preferences and and it's the most beautiful experience that i have ever felt in my life the worst the worst thing you can do is laugh at the wrong moment when your kid does something (laughs) that you don't want it to do but it's it's funny because they just did something new but then like you laugh it's like their mind just recorded this is good (laughs) <laughs> and then they're just gonna keep doing yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, like uh, and uh, yeah, and I I made those mistakes with a few things too. <laughs> I've laughed at the wrong at the wrong wrong time, and I'm like, oh man, I just gave her the signal that this yeah, is the right this thing. Is good, yeah. <laughs> this is good, and and that's it. But also, like, uh, I vape. I, I've had to watch myself with that mm. too, because they obviously obviously my my daughter's like, oh, this is something that daddy puts in his mouth. Maybe I could put it in my mouth, and I've caught her sometimes, and I was like, no, oh my god, you know, and. So yeah, we, there was a, there's been a, a few close calls like that, and um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, d- jumping off the couch and just just doing dangerous things that yeah, kids yeah. do, and then I'll, I'll laugh because I'm excited for her. She's discovering the world, but or or when she gets uh, she'll get mad, and I just find it hilarious when she yeah, gets yeah, mad, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Because she's like you said, she's expressing preference, a negative yeah. preference, but. Yeah. She's expressing preference, and you're like, she's, un- I, I, oh my god, she's understanding. That's so cool. So I laugh, and then she'll get like more mad because, like, maybe she gets the signal, I guess, that I'm not paying attention, or I don't know what it is, but guys, yeah. not take me seriously. What the fuck's <laughs> yeah. this problem, right? Now? Yeah. Yeah, they get that, right? They, 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 they get that if the signal, if, if whatever they're doing is getting through, I think they understand to a certain extent. And uh, no, it's, it's crazy seeing something developed. It's almost like it's a blank CD. And they're just copying you. Exactly. And it's super fresh, right? So they just need one, they just need to see it once sometimes 
right? And if and if it's properly burned into their head, then they'll just keep repeating that. So you almost for a lot of things, you only have one chance at it. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because then they'll record that flawed yeah. uh, action, and then that's it. You're screwed. That's what she's gonna do from now on. Yeah. So uh, no, yeah. So I think we found the title for this one. It could be called Fatherhood, because uh, no, I want to. I, I want to create titles that have like. We have to create titles. We can get into a bit about uh, pl- uh, about the actual podcast. So uh, I, I want to have titles that actually, number one, are clickbaity. Like people will be like, what? They said that? Let's go see like what it is. <laughs> and also that are like easily found searchable. So we yeah. talked about uh, uh, our wives and we talked about babies. So and you made a joke about wives. I made a joke about babies. I think we should call the episode why my wife is a dishwasher and why babies are useless. That's fantastic. What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And We're it's obviously horrible. I know, <laughs> and people are going to click. And they're going to be like, wow, they're these not guys talking are actually about nice. <laughs> <laughs> they actually love their family. But uh, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. We'll, 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 you'll figure that, that stuff so out. So I'll figure that out. Yeah. Um, there's a few things you want to talk about a bit about how we're going to. How we're going to move forward with the podcast, some ideas, what we want to change. Yeah, well, definitely, definitely uh, we're going to bring a, a fresh face every every time we can. Yeah. Uh, I've been talking to some people. Uh, obviously, COVID is the hot topic because uh, it's affected all of our lives uh, pretty serious, significantly. So um, I have this one guy that I'm going to, that I've reached out to and I'm going to, confirm with him uh, i would like to have him on uh he's uh what we would call a conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. but he's one of the smart ones <laughs> so uh because nowadays it's like popular to to go against government and go against like you know that what the masses are are following you know you don't want they call us sheeple and whatever like so uh but this guy actually has a lot of uh, good points and uh and he's not like some like you know of the street he's actually if i'm not mistaken he, he was doing his uh biochemical uh degree last time we spoke and this was a long time ago uh so he knows stuff right okay. so uh yeah i'm gonna reach out to him and i would like to have him as soon as next week as possible unless you have somebody like bigger no i haven't uh i haven't looked into that i, I was i thought maybe we would do like maybe at least five of these just me and you oh, it, could really? be when, it doesn't mean he's gonna be available for next week but i yeah. think i think we we uh yeah we definitely wanna because the way we looked at, at life right now is uh, we f- we are acting like everything's back to normal, at least in Montreal, right? Yep. Um, we we basically have not, not any uh, restrictions other than I think last call is at midnight. At a, still, still. I March. think it's still, yeah, because last Friday I was out and at midnight everything was closed. So what people do is that they'll order 10 drinks uh, at, at 11.57 and, you know, yeah. they'll, they'll do the rest of the night because you can still be open till 2 in the morning. People are going to get fucked up one way or another. You, yeah, th- there's you no rules. That. You can't, you can't, you can't stop, stop that, that, you know. So, uh, yeah, so, but my point was we're back to a, a quasi-normal life and, but there's this specter <laughs> in the back of a variant of a maybe a need for a third dose maybe it's more lockdowns because uh like countries like like in um france and uh great britain they've been hit again uh, talking about like 30 to fifty thousand cases a day again because of the variant now some say that it only affects those that are not vaccinated but i've heard from firsthand a doctor telling me that 
he was uh, treating this patient that was double vax and had to be intubated for for covid okay. so that's a fucked up variant that scares the fuck out of me because this person did the right steps and still got it and it, uh, apparently she's doing better now so good um but uh yeah so there's the, those stories too out there so it's scary it's scary and uh i'm the first one like i said i suffer from asthma my kids had a few episodes of that both of them so like uh it's in the back of my mind i i i strongly feel that we're going to go into a fourth lockdown even though they're saying no but uh my uh my conspiracy theorist mind too thinks uh, maybe we'll go so yeah i would like to have a guy like that on and not only that side right because i want i know i have a lot of friends that are uh, doctors and and nurses and they have lived it firsthand i want to have one of them on too they're all in uh we just have to come come up with the with the time frame uh we can have them both at the same time and uh, have a little fun uh, chat i don't want to say debate or stuff no. like that it's a conversation I, nobody's going to come out of here with the uh, uh a golden belt saying you won the debate yeah, like yeah. i mean we're just here to talk and to learn and to listen because what we're doing a lot nowadays like i said you go on 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 um on the internet and all you hear is people yelling at each other these talking heads saying uh, i think the world is blue i think the world is red and it's it's all just fighting and nobody's actually listening to one another when somebody's talking they're just talking about how they're just thinking about how am i going to reply to sound smarter to sound yep. like i'm right they're not actually like taking the information thinking about it and and changing their mind because it's possible you know that you're wrong about things believe it or not everybody 2021 because they have google they think they know everything but that's not the truth what uh, you mentioned uh, i don't know how much about this person you want to give away uh you mentioned he's in bio he's a biochemist i think so i think so is he is he is this conspiracy based that the vaccine is unnecessary or that covid doesn't actually exist that's where i would like to go with him because okay. because the the way the way i i started reading his stuff at first was like interesting like you know studies from like uh, researchers and doctors and stuff and sometimes he goes off a little bit uh, uh, off the rails you know as a uh, there's no pandemic you know something like that and that I, I would have a strong, a really hard time, sorry, not a strong time, but a hard time believing. But uh, yeah, I want to see with him, what is it? Because I am afraid that he's so invested in this anti-vax, uh, anti-this, anti-that, that right now he's just throwing punches everywhere, where his argument was actually pretty legit when it first started mm -hmm. and sometimes he still comes with some stuff he posted something this week that uh, he had mentioned way back and now it's actually coming true and you're like oh fuck he was he was right about that one this one's a big one you know yeah. so um it's about the uh the tests not being effective i don't know if you heard about that but that that's that's because the whole the whole reason why we got locked down the whole reason like everything happened was because we People were getting tested with these yep. AR and what is, what are they called? I'm not sure what the tests are called. I don't okay, want to say something. Some, I don't want to say the ARN is the is the vaccine. The, the RNA or something like yeah. that. mRNA is the vaccine. Yeah. Now the test, I, I I don't know much about that. You know, because of the whole conspiracy and whatever, I was like, okay, for me, yes, there is there is a, di a disease. I think or a infection is yeah, a virus. Yeah, yeah. COVID nineteen. Like I'm not yeah, really. Me too. If there's maybe somewhere where there's a gray zone, maybe it's in the vaccine for me. But again, if I weigh uh, 
and pe- a lot of people will be like, oh, you're just complying, you're just a sheep. But if I'm weighing the pros and the cons, like... Yeah, we're both vaccinated, right? We're both we vaccinated. Won't, we won't, we won't. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Now, the thing that kind of... Um, I heard something, like sometimes you hear something and you're like, man, is that... Damn, that actually sounds... That's a good fucking argument, you know? Like yeah. I heard this guy talking about how... Um, there's a way that uh, I forget he was talking about special forces or something like that. There's a way that they uh, use uh, techniques. They use prisoners. The techniques they use on prisoners to uh, get them to be compliant. And he was explaining how there's this technique where if you put somebody in a dark room, zero zero light, and for <coughs> for 23 hours out of every day you keep him in the dark, and then for one hour you turn on the lights and only for one hour and then after an hour you close the lights again 23 hours of darkness and then you turn on the lights for an hour and then close the lights and then 23 hours and you repeat that for like a couple of days by the apparently by the fourth or fifth day they're so desperate for that one hour something happens in the brain that they want that like light which would represent like freedom or whatever the, the ability to see yeah they want that that hour so bad. They'll do anything. They'll do anything, and then he's comparing it to how they locked us up, the lockdown. They let us out for like a couple of weeks. Remember the first time they let us out for the whole summer? They're like, yeah. "Oh, this is what you're missing," and then boom, they locked us down again. Uh-huh. And then that one hour, uh, sorry, not one hour. It was like one week or two weeks again, yeah. and then boom, locked down again, and then again one week or t- by the third time. I mean, for me, I was like, yeah, just vaccinate me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? I remember that was my first reaction too. It goes, at this point, put anything you want in me because I want to get back to, yeah. you know. The, the thing with every conspiracy theory though, that's that I, I, then there's the other side. With any conspiracy theory, you have to have more than one person involved, right? Mm-hmm. There's not one person that even if there's one person that's controlling all this stuff and came up with this grand master plan to get us all vaccinated for whatever reason, let's, we don't care about the motivation. There's some reason we all need to be vaccinated. That's for this person. Well, he still has to like convince other people and he's going to have to have other people part of the plan. Like you're talking about like a lot of millions and billions of people. So if there's, there's logistically, there's so many people that need to be involved for this to be a conspiracy that somebody somewhere, so, like, you know, and I know there's people coming out from government and saying, oh, this and that, but like, I don't know, man. I, I feel like a conspiracy is, is of this large scale, every conspiracy eventually gets found out. Yeah, exactly. And and it's like, have you ever tried having a secret with five of your friends? Exactly. Yeah, it never happens. It, it's yeah. never going to happen. Yeah, Even yeah, the yeah. deepest of secrets, right? It People, always comes out. So, so I don't know. I'm, uh, and then again, then then coming back to the vaccination, what's the end game? Exactly. That That's the thing. Like, like we don't have that? chips inside our arms, man. Come on. Like, there's no way we have chips in our arms. <laughs> no, but the, the, the well, are they making us sterile? No, I don't think they're making us sterile. You well, had a baby in, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. in, in COVID. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what the end game is. Is it to get us what? To get us to keep... Like, I remember people saying like, oh, look at all the big companies like Amazon and Facebook. They're all, making a shitload of money. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, because we're locked in. Like, did these people want to keep us locked in? So I, I just, I don't understand. What's the purpose? Like, to, is it just compliance? Okay, compliant to what? I have, I have so many questions when it comes to that. What? But that would even, that's why it would be fun to have him on because I'm sure he has all kinds of answers. Now, I'm not saying he's the ultimate truth in this. Yeah. We might end up uh, looking at each other and go like, yeah, he's a little nuts. But uh, but he's a fun guy. I, I, it, I'm so surprised that he went against it because from what I remember, most of average guys and everything, but I respect 
I respect him as a person. So that's why, because if it was just some guy yelling conspiracy theories online or at the, at the corner of the street, I'd be like, let's not waste our time, right? But this guy's actually a smart guy. So, and like I said, he brings some interesting points sometimes that I would like to know more about. So that, that's yeah. pretty much it. Because like you said, what's the end game? Like uh, the great, as as you all know, Bill Burr's my favorite uh, comedian, and the great thing he said about it when they were saying this is all a conspiracy to eliminate people, and he's like, "But why the fuck would they eliminate the people that are complying with them? Yeah, like if you want to, like point. yeah, like the the following people, the sheeple. Why would you? Why would you like eliminate the the people that comply and and the ones that are the badasses? Like I don't do it. I'm not gonna do it. You're gonna keep them alive." Like it, yeah. it sounds to me like it would be the other way around. Protect the ones that are going to follow you. Like if you have, if you have, let's say you're you're uh, the leader of an army, and you have some dissidents that are like being like, "Fuck this guy! I don't want to yep. listen to him." Who are you going to eliminate? The, the guys who are going to like take care of you, or like the ones who are going to turn on you? You know, so like it's a little stupid. Yeah, and and that side too. Like um, economically, people are an asset. Yeah. Like labor, human human capital is it's called human capital in economic theory for a reason. It's because humans are capital, exactly. Right? As a country, the more people you have, the more you can produce. And even if your people are not like super intelligent or super, you don't have a great educational system. If you have a lot of people, well, at least you have a lot of cheap labor. Like yeah. more people is just it's a, it's a it's it's a resource in a way. So these big, let's say money for the benefit for the benefit of the doubt money hungry tycoons like jeff bezos why would he want to eliminate people if anything he wants more people exactly, exactly. <laughs> more people to buy stuff of amazon and to make think, it and fun, to make to ship it to, you know. right so I, I don't know i i struggle with i just i struggle with that i struggle with every conspiracy theory about the vaccines and all that i, I struggle with the question of what's the motivation what's the end game what what are we doing here Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. and then and then for me to the way the way I it might be stupid, but the way that I justified, or yeah, I guess justified me getting the vaccine, even though you know it, it is a quick vaccine, it came out really quick. You know, usually vaccines take a long time for research or whatever. Even though there's technology like now, I'm just pulling this term out of my ass. I don't know much about this term, but the process of protein flipping and things like that, where and then there's also the convergence of. Uh, AI technology and these huge like the, the power of computers worldwide have just gone so much better in the last like 30 years where maybe we just the reason why the vaccine came out so fast and it was possible to have an accurate vaccine that works was just just the sheer technology has just changed since the last time we've had to do something like this so but all that aside I kind of forgot where I was going with this but <laughs> all that aside the way I justify it to myself is well, most of the world already has the vaccine. So if this vaccine is going to turn us to zombies, well, what do you want to be? You want to be the zombie or you want to be like, <laughs> like, fuck it, man. I'll be part of the zombies, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, but also the thing is like, oh, it came out so fast. Let's not forget that it's a coronavirus, right? It's like SARS. It's like H1N1. It's, it's, it's the same root of the family. So they had been working on this for a while. Now that this was a different strain, now, you know, so that's what the people like the doc, my doctor's friends or, or scientists will tell you. Uh, now again, they don't hold the ultimate truth. That's why I want to have one of them on too. And uh, let's see, let's see. Maybe somebody convinces the other. Like I, I, I wish. Like sometimes I wish when I, I read my friend's uh, conspiracy one, uh, his theories. I wish it was a hoax. Fuck it. Like all of this, I don't have to worry about this shit. Yeah. I can just go. I oh my god, I would love it. But the fact of the matter is, is that me and you have had friends, relatives. Uh, 
people that we know secondhand that that I've gotten. Some people have died. I yep. mean, like you know, like there's something happening. It's yep. not just uh, oh, the flu is bad this year. No, like some people are really dying. Some people are are having like uh, adverse effects even after they 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 get better. So uh, all this, I'm not gonna believe that human suffering is not happening. It is happening. So yeah, I would like to talk to him on on that and and um, whatever doctor guy girl that we know we know quite a few so uh and they've been in the trenches so yeah it'll be fun to talk about it i wouldn't want i don't know about having both those types of people at the same, on, time. At the same time i would like to speak to them because i'd like to go into depth yeah on both, no, no. and then maybe do an maybe episode yeah, 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 yeah. and now not to say that i'm free of skepticism there's one part of this whole COVID story that really like um kind of interests me from a conspiracy standpoint is okay There's COVID. I believe that there's COVID. There's a vaccine. I'm down with the vaccine. Call me a sheep. I don't care. There is a there is a question though of where it came from, and what did this come? It seems like a lot of uh, in the U.S. especially uh, that there's a lot of like a lot happening where it started out where no this came from like the natural world somehow it evolved and a human contracted it and spread it and then there's the it came from a lab and it seems like um the fact that perhaps or the possibility that it came from a lab uh, is very very high no it's very high but it also seems that there's agents in governments or whatever trying to suppress that as mm. well so that's an interesting question and i'm i'm curious about that too and um that's as far as i'll go my conspiracy like that's where i think that there's something happening but again I, it's gonna come out i mean they they released all of like that the, the fauci which is i think the american I guess our equivalent of the Surgeon General, yeah, uh, right. Like they released all his emails. So what I, what I'm trying to say is that if there's a conspiracy, it's it gonna get found out. out. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna get found everything, out. Everything gets found out now, nowadays. But also the, the 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 scary part on this is like we know where it came from, right? Which is probably the most powerful country in the world. Nobody wants to challenge them. Yes, exactly. So it, and if you do, and if and if it's found out that it was meant maliciously like i mean the, why the fuck are you doing that i know like that's why my scientist friends will, will ask told me before they need to work on viruses like that in case they happen so they have something to fight against <sighs> now would have that happened if they didn't fuck around with with these things i don't know seems to me that that they, they really dropped the ball on this one but what do you want to do Exactly. Where do we go from here? Okay, it happened. You gotta start World War II. It happened. Over exactly. Over shit? Exactly. Yeah. It's like it, it happened, and now we have to deal with it. And the way we deal with it is okay. We have to like you know take that vaccine now. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how we how that goes. And um, uh, since we started off talking about our wives and our kids, maybe we can tie these things together. I mean, uh, what uh, do you are you gonna get your kids vaccinated? Not now. I think okay. under under twelve, you, you should. You don't have to. You know? right? And I and I was having this discussion. And it's funny because it's uh, me and my wife agree on everything, especially after I give her the look. You know, no, <laughs> I'm joking. Man, I even I'll listen to you after that. Look. <laughs> that look, you raise your hand, and everybody listens for some reason. No, uh, no, we 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 rarely disagree on things, but on this one, I think we were like uh, we were in disagreements because. I I I said like if my daughter is eleven, twelve, and she has the age to get it. Uh, I don't think I would do it. Okay. Uh, because things for like uh, heart and enlargements and stuff like that for for kids have happened for teenagers and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, now, 
I know it's only to a very small fraction of the people that it's, it has happened, but God forbid it happened to her. And then again, what is COVID going to do to my 12-year-old? Because there's no scientific yeah, evidence to say that it, it's going to mess them up correct. real bad, you know? Correct, yeah. So why am I like, to me, it would be like, okay, use use like a, a, a bazooka to, to cure like a, a mosquito bite. So yeah. like I, I was telling my wife, no, I was like, And then she was going the other way. It's like, uh, and I'm not saying she's wrong, but I was, um, she was saying like, uh, but what if she gets it and then there's all these, you know, side effects to having gotten it when she was that young. And so she was more for like, yeah, I would get her vaccinated. And I was like, no, fortunately, we don't have to debate about that because my daughter's three and my son is one and yep. they don't do vaccines. Or, and as babies like that, I don't think I would do it until I don't hear that it's killing like babies, like, Yeah, there's no, yeah. there's no reason. Even in our, in our daycare, and uh, I don't, I think for a period of time we weren't sending your kids to daycare. But for me, no. they continue. My daughter kept continued going to daycare. Yeah, and in in that environment, in that context, it almost seemed that there was no pandemic. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, like we talked about that before because. Uh, it's hard, man, entertaining two kids, one and yep. three, uh, fucking eight hours a day while my wife worked. Then I would go to Zoom uh, to do some uh, trainings with people and stuff like that. How do you keep them busy for eight hours, you know? So it was hard on me. And I remember you saying, well, go to daycare. I'm doing it. And yes, I was scared. But also uh, your background is no asthma, no lung conditions. Yeah, your, yeah. your daughter, I don't think, has ever struggled no. with any of that. Like no. my, my both my babies got uh with croup which is another okay. upper respiratory um virus which uh put them in the hospital for a week and my son was uh was four four weeks old when that happened so that puts that puts a scare into you so that's why i said like yeah no i'd rather have them with me and uh, make sure that they're okay now as it was going more and more that the, the, the confinement was getting longer and longer, I started saying for the development, it's a lot better if yeah. they go to daycare because uh, my daughter just blossomed when she started going to daycare before COVID. She loved it. She had friends. She, she would come home singing songs that I never taught her. Uh, she would be super organized with stuff because th she went to a very good daycare. And uh, I was seeing my son not, making the same strides so i'm like he's missing out on something they develop more when they're with other kids yeah like you know there's always this kid who's a little bit more advanced so they'll follow him or they'll be the advanced kids and they'll get rewarded by people playing with them and it's very important so, to socialize them so uh yeah by by the end i was like okay you know what let's just put them the cases were way down and everything and this time around uh, we even talked about that with my wife is like what if there's a fourth wave what are we doing and the consensus was we'll keep sending them and you know hope for the best again if if covid was as bad for them as it was as it is for us i wouldn't send them but okay. kids seem to be pretty like i don't know what it is but they seem to be pretty uh safe from this virus which is that uh, Thank God, right? Yeah, if you look at the statistics from, from the Canadian government, yeah. again, we have to start at some base of truth, and I, I trust, at least to a certain extent, you know, I'm going to look at the statistics of the Canadian government, right? And uh, yeah, under 12, there seems to be like pretty much nothing, right? So I f we felt comfortable about that, and uh, there was, I think, once or twice where there was a bit of a scare, <coughs> but again, it wasn't the kids that had COVID. Somebody in that, let's say, a particular child's family had tested positive that kid stayed home daycare went on 
like normal. And okay. you know, they they went through their 14 days of of quarantine and and and, and that's that that was that. The 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 people that I've heard that have struggled the most with kids is um uh high school kids. Yeah. And uh like the upper grades of elementary school, but mostly high school kids every time because they're in the age group where you know they're over 12, mm-hmm. right? And they could get it and we don't know exactly what at that age and you know, for 20 and 30-year-olds, 30-year-olds, let's say 40-year-olds like us, for the most part, we don't necessarily spend most of our day in a very badly ventilated public high school with 40 people, yeah, and 30 exactly. kids, in a, right? So I think it, that was really weird. The And every I know I had a friend who maybe once a month, there was something and all the kids had to stay home. Like mm. somebody of somebody had or tested positive or a All mother and every at least once a month yeah, there was yeah. a, everybody has to stay home for a week or two weeks or you know and it was it was tough I think at that age I I think of I try to em- think put myself back in high school and be like man well, what would I have done you know and it you quit high school like, it, yo, yeah. I would have quit I would have been like yeah I'm not going <laughs> back fuck this can you imagine sitting in front of the computer man I had I had trouble paying attention when I was like physically in class yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> staying awake was my challenge fucking <laughs> I'm gonna nah man I was I already skipped <laughs> I'm not proud to say that but I I, I skipped like uh, let's say one out of five classes ever since I was in high school there yeah. so imagine imagine if I have to be in front of a computer oh my god right I, so so I don't I think that was like very tough obviously for the people who actually got covid and then you know the 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 people that were at risk the most and things like that definitely that's obviously the you know I'm not trying to take away from that there though them was obviously the worst time the people that had the worst time are the people yeah. who either got it the people who got it and died obviously because they're dead and the people who were related to somebody who got it and died or got it for long term yeah. and things like that for sure those were the people that were affected the most but Let's say from the people that were not affected, you know, I think the high school kids probably had it the worst. Mm-hmm. I mean, university, I continued my university classes as if nothing really happened, you know. But well, you're I, so independent at that point. Exactly, right? right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of things happen from home. At, and, and if you're in university, you're not in university. Maybe there's a percentage of kids that are in university because they, ha- let's say, quote unquote, have to be for whatever reason. Their parents forced them or whatever. yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think generally speaking, if you're in university, it's, you, yeah. it's because you want to be there. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, I got to do the online classes. I got to, like, adapt, right? Because I want to yeah. succeed and I don't want to, you know, take 10 years to finish a degree or whatever. So, I, I'm, I don't want to take a semester off and do nothing. So, I'm going to adapt. And I adapted. I, mm. I took, you know, in September, in the fall semester, I took two classes. And that was, like, a challenge. But uh, the two classes I took afterwards in the summer went a lot better and I, and the school i think was a lot more organized as well yeah, yeah, yeah. so it, it went even better but uh yeah there, there was a bit to do there they didn't i remember the fall semester they didn't give any exams and things like that so because there's they had to figure out how they're going to do like uh, exams uh without you know because obviously you, you need to like supervise the exam process for yeah. it to be legit so they had to figure that out but they did and they had proctored exams you know you get a webcam everybody's hooked up like the way i did my exam was uh the, i had a webcam and i'm doing the exam on the computer and the webcam is filming me also it, they're checking you right and they're oh. checking me so I, I i picture basically a bunch of people sitting in front of these screens where they just have little squares with everybody like doing the exam and watching them do the exam and then they have a program that they install temporarily on your computer when you log in to do the exam that monitors all your keystrokes and what windows oh, you have open okay, and okay, anything. Okay. And basically, they, they can 
they disable certain things on your computer. So you really like you just you, you're just gonna do the exam. There's nothing okay. you can't even play solitaire. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so so yeah, and, and it's I think it was great that they did that because it just opened a whole new uh, kind of like options for students. I mean, I took some classes in uh, Penn State University. They were not they were not credited. But I wanted to learn about Bitcoin, and Penn State actually gives a, a class on on Bitcoin and blockchain. And, Penn, and Penn State or the State Penn? What, what? No, no, Penn, okay. Penn State, Pennsylvania okay. State University. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right? And yeah. and they actually give a class on on uh, on Bitcoin and and the blockchain and how all that works. Yeah. And I was able to do that because yeah. they were offering that like for free because of the pandemic. They were like, we're opening up like a bunch of classes for free. We're not giving credits for them, but we'll give you, you the material. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you get to do the material. It's up to you and you just listen to the lectures and you have that's access awesome. to the material. And I was like, man, that's that's crazy. That yeah. And maybe it's some form of that was, was available before and I was just ignorant to it. But mm. being in this context kind of brought that to light and brought a lot more options to light as well. Mm. So I was like, damn, that's that's really cool. So education-wise, I think, you know, so, some, I guess, sort of positive things came out yeah. of that. But... Uh, Might check that out. Penn State, right? Yeah, look because up Penn, Penn State. With uh, you, it could have been State Penn, right? Yeah, for me, <laughs> it could have been a lot of things. <laughs> and uh, look, the, 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 the thing is called Coursera. Coursera. Coursera, okay. yeah. Coursera, okay. Well, you look you that send up. Me a link yeah, I'll send you a link and uh, you'll, you'll click on that. It's And it's really, really cool. And so, yeah, but I, psychologically, I think, yeah, the kids, uh, the university, the, sorry, the uh, high school kids must have. Yeah, no, for sure. It w it's so hard to keep a kid motivated uh, in high school. Remember your days. I remember my days. I mean, if I could skip a class to go play basketball or Mortal Kombat, I was out. Uh, justifying how how i miss class was i learned to do my mother's signature so i would have yeah. uh, never-ending excuses not to be there i would have about a an asthma crisis a week which for really was maybe once a year but uh yeah so um so yeah like I, what i'm saying is was i wasn't a very good student now i'm not the norm i hope i'm an exception me and my friends were like not good in school and uh, still made it to university but like you know it changes with time, but in high school, it was extremely hard to, to stay motivated. And we didn't have all the distractions that kids have today. Mm -hmm. Now imagine, imagine you would in high school with a cell phone that you can play every fucking video game you want. You can text everybody, any, anybody you want, you can check whatever information you want and you have to do it in front of a screen. Don't you think your phone's going to be on your lap? Do, do, um, cause I don't know. Do you know if, Phones are allowed. Like, what? What are the rules for phones but and social media? But how can they media? see it? Because if if you're if you're doing the class from your room, oh, you mean okay? Yeah. In the context of a pandemic, they're in the room. Yeah, you well, can have like the phone. when you did it, like you did your exam, right? So basically, um, your the when you start off, you got to take your webcam and show all your whole room. Oh, okay. You got to show under the desk. You got to show behind the desk on the side of the desk, and there's a somebody watching live. Ah, okay, and then they okay. give you the okay, and then so if. Yeah, I guess you could like, you know, if you have one of those drawers under the desk, you kind of slick. But the thing is that the webcam has to see your face and your hands have yeah. to always be visible. Okay, okay. So at some point during the exam, you know, I'm study I'm like this or something like I was reading some I, I was reading something off the screen and I got like a little bleep bleep on my screen and oh, somebody shit. came okay, somebody okay. came onto my speaker of my computer and said uh, Straighten Mr. Up yeah, my Mr. 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 Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Demetrius, we can't see your chin. 
So like, oh, please shit. look up or you'll be disqualified. I was like, oh man, like you really got to stay in frame and your hands, everything has to be visible. You so sure I'm, it's not because you were like this? Though? Yeah, I was like this or something. Like Because your nose would blow. blow maybe, maybe because the camera was here yeah, and exactly. it was blocking my we nose. Can't, we can't see half but, the face. No. But they're Joke. very, they're very, you have to be like, the risk, what's the risk? Like, yeah, a, yeah. You know, I mean, they're watching you, man. There's a camera plus, and they're watching. Plus, I, I don't, I don't know how slick people think they are with phones, but you can tell when somebody's fucking texting and not paying attention. <laughs> like, well, in college, I remember uh, I knew I knew this guy who. Uh, so before Bluetooth stuff was wireless, you know, yeah. you had the the earphones that you used to plug in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So what he did is he had taken out the speaker. Sorry, let me just. Yeah, so he had taken out the speaker, like the earphones, yeah. and he had put it in his uh, in oh, his shit. sleeve, right? <laughs> so he was like this, and so he w he had the listening, and then the microphone was there as well, and so he had it attached to his phone, who was like it was like in his pants or something. Oh my god! And somebody else was in another room, right, with the textbook. So my, so my friend would be while he was doing the exam, he'd be like, okay, what's the uh, what is, what is the demand curve and supply curve? What is the point of equilibrium? Right, and then so then the other person in the other room, he was on the phone too. He had his earphones on or whatever, or he's had his phone on speaker. So he'd flip the textbook, find the answer, tell him, okay, it's this, this, and that. So the other guy, and then the other guy, because he would the whole the whole exam, he was like this with his hand on his head. Yeah. So he would have the speaker listening, and he would write down the answer. <laughs> wow, that's some intricate <laughs> fucking cheating, fuck. This guy's a genius. But at that point, it's like, okay, man, if you're gonna go through that. Yeah, just much, learn the fucking Just thing. learn it. Or or just drop the class. You obviously <laughs> don't give a shit about this yeah, class. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, what are you trying to accomplish? Sooner yeah. or later, you're just going to drop out, you know? <laughs> and, it, and it's going to reflect. That, that's a scary thing, actually, because uh, as you know, I've been a trainer for the longest time, and I, I, I've been in always downtown or Griffintown now. And I, so I train a lot of students that go to Concordia, McGill, and whatever. And, and they tell me very openly that uh, sometimes they didn't. Now I'm not gonna mention any names, but yeah. they didn't do the exam, or their tutor, tutor d d did it, or they have this guy, they, this group of guys that you can pay, and they go do the exams for you, guys and girls. Uh, so all of this, but like some of them are in some pretty high positions, you know. And in my head is like, but don't you want to know? Because you're gonna be doing that job later on. I want you to be fully, like you know not certified well certified yes but fully fully like you know i want you to know your shit basically because if you're not learning then some other dude's doing it for you or some other girl's doing it for you and, and you're gonna be the expert at it later on and i'm gonna listen to your dumbass who didn't do the classes who just paid people because it, it was it's apparently it's it's uh it's a lot it's a lot of kids are doing that at least i'm talking about uh, pre-covid when that that was happening so uh so yeah i don't understand like how you're gonna call yourself i don't know like what like a lawyer or, or, or whatever but you didn't do the it's gonna show in you it's gonna reflect in your work that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about so yeah it's it's scary to me you can probably get away with that in undergraduate like when you do your first degree in okay. university you can yeah. probably get away with that because from be, being in university for so long what i've come to understand is that you learn let's generally you have like level two classes level three classes level four classes let's yeah. say there's higher ones but we'll just keep it simple so like basically there's three levels of classes and in, and you could probably get away with that stuff yeah. in like level two okay but as you advance through the levels the first of all the classes get smaller mm -hmm. right in a two level class you might be in a class with 150 kids yeah 
in a two level in a three level class it'll be like maybe 80 kids in a four level class it's, pro- it's like 30, a seminar yeah. you're gonna be like 20 people in a classroom yeah. so there's like the more intimate relationship with the teacher the teacher's gonna walk into the exam room and see like you know the 20 faces he's expecting to see and then he sees one person he doesn't recognize he's gonna be like what the fuck is this guy yeah, who's yeah, this guy yeah, okay. right so it gets harder and harder as you progress but what about the main exams because you take it in front of those those teachers or you just go to a separate venue and from my experience even though there's uh, somebody you've never met before who's actually like there the whole time you're doing the exam watching over the exam from my experience at some point during the exam that the teacher will walk in and take a look around the classroom okay, and, and okay, we'll be okay. like Hey, is anybody who has any questions about the exam? Is everything okay? And they'll come in and out a few times. Okay, okay. Right? So they do make a presence. But like I said, it's pro- and and if you cheat and get away with it in your two level, like in the beginning, where it's pretty much it's it, it's easier, let's say, it's to doable, cheat. It's yeah, doable yeah. to yeah. cheat. Well, you're only cheating yourself because if you actually want to advance in the career, a lot of that material, you're going to revisit it yeah. later on. Yeah, so yeah. you're going to be forced to either learn it. Yeah. Try to continue cheating, which will only get harder and harder as you advance, or just fail out of the program because yeah. you just you know you're not learning. Well, that that kind of reassures me a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm sure because there's been scandals even uh, in the states where like there was uh, these genius kids just taking the, the the SATs or whatever for they found a way to trick the system, and of course, it's cheating is going to happen one way or another. You cannot stop it a hundred percent. But if you're telling me that there's at least a way that you're going to wean out those uh, people who are uh, trying to take advantage of the system. Well, I'm happy because I don't want like a surgeon operating in me on me though, or on my kids that didn't do all the classes and wasn't in the trenches, like writing papers, doing the research, because as we know, like that, at least for me, like handing in a 25 uh, page paper on such subject, whatever was the hardest thing for me. It was a lot of work. I'm not a good reader. I wasn't a good student. So like to do that, but I learned through, through making that paper, like 25 pages is a lot to me. Uh, so if you haven't done the dirty work, let's say what kind of a professional are you after? So you're telling me like there, there's ways not to get to there. Well, I'm, I'm very happy. I think uh, also the uh, you could always trust the, the market to wean out the people. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is, um, let's say whether the whether a student cheated or was an A student, just did all the work. And yeah. once they get into the workforce, let's say somebody like a lawyer, a doctor, I, I, I don't know much about doctors, but I, I, I could imagine they go like, you know, you start off as someone as an apprentice, let's say, right? Yeah, Somebody's yeah, always yeah, watching yeah. over you. And same thing with a lawyer. Yeah. The market will always wean out the people yeah. who don't actually you know, uh, perform properly. Yes, exactly. And they'll always, and those people, unfortunately unfor- or unfortunately, depending how bad they are, but, you know, they might find some, a different way to apply the knowledge they've, they've, they've acquired. Yeah. Not every lawyer becomes, you know, uh, um, uh, that guy uh, from Suits, you know, not every lawyer becomes that multi-million dollar litigator. Yeah. Some lawyers are fighting traffic tickets, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, the same exactly. thing with everything else. Yeah. You know, I did, um, I went to school for body work and you know, you might think, oh, okay, body work. It's not even mechanic. Mechanic is, uh, is, is kind of like if you screw up the car's engine or the brakes, like if somebody might get into an accident or body work, it's like you're painting cars, you know, yeah, what, yeah, what's yeah. the worst that could happen. But even at that, you know, I did the, the, the 10 months form formation or whatever the form, the, the, the training. Well, even at that, when you enter the job market, you go, you know, three years of apprenticeship and then three years of, 
of like second level apprentice, and then yeah. you become you know a maître or a master or whatever. Uh, uh, you're allowed to work on a car by yourself. So and then you, get you end up on pimp my ride and you're doing yeah, all but clothes. but not everybody ends up on yeah, pimp my ride. Yeah, Some yeah. people end up you know painting fenders the rest of their life, yeah. or you know you can find different applications. Like I remember one of uh, my teacher was telling me like, uh, you know you. Even if you're not a great painter, yeah, and you know, and you know, you're not gonna paint, let's say, uh, 1964 Lincoln Continentals. Yeah. Well, you can go and paint planes. You know, planes yeah, don't need yeah, yeah. planes don't need. It's the same process. It's a very similar process, but planes don't need the attention to detail a car needs. You just need to get the paint on the plane. Mm. So, I mean, there is different ways you can apply, and, and you could all, your knowledge. And I think the market is the best filter for that mm. so even if you manage to cheat your whole university career the, you're going to reach the market the market's going to be like the, the, you're you enter the market within a few months you it's going to be very evident you're useless yeah, don't, don't be surprised if you get chewed out and spit out yeah, yeah. nobody's going to give you uh, that multi-million dollar case if you're a lawyer or nobody's going to give you a brain surgery to do uh, yeah, out of the gate do, yeah, out yeah, of the gate exactly. you're going to go through certain stages and those certain stages are going to determine that you're either useless or oh you're good enough to go to the next stage and the yeah. next stage and the next stage and the next stage I'll sleep uh, more comfortably tonight, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, by the way, I'm getting a little thirsty, so I'm going to open up my um, bio seal. Um, what is this stuff? So, awesome product. Um, bio seal is basically a Gatorade without sugar. Okay. When I heard that, for me, it blew my mind because uh, we've been always presented these, um, these uh, sports drinks that athletes always push and... Um, they 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 uh, make it look great because obviously they're athletes. They're on TV. They're making a lot of money. They have great physiques, and I'm all down for that. So, you know, I play a lot of ball hockey and uh, basketball, volleyball, whatever whatever sport I can get my hand on. Whether I'm good or not, I'll play it. And uh, the classic thing is like, oh, let's go buy a Gatorade before, but. I'm also 43 years old. I don't perform the way I used to, uh, at least in sports. Wink. And uh, so, so what I so that what I uh, thought is like I'm ingesting all this useless sugar. Why am mm. I ingesting all this useless sugar? Because it's not like I'm playing four hour of soccer game there. I'll go, I'll play for an hour, and then I'm done. Okay. Uh, your body doesn't need all those electrolytes, and especially doesn't need all that sugar to keep you up. So when somebody came up with this thing, it, and it has all the electrolytes a, a, a regular sports drink would have, uh, but none of the sugar because it's sugar with the uh, stevia leaf. Okay. Um, it, to me, it was like, uh, fuck, let's do it. So uh, I ordered a bunch from the gym. Uh, my guys at the ball hockey league uh, enjoyed them a lot. So, uh, yeah, and it's, a, it's, it's the tasting of a sports drink. So don't expect that you're drinking a 7-Up there because uh, there's no sugar. But it will give you electrolytes. It will give you the energy you need. And, uh, yeah, it's about the same price. And for me, if I'm not putting the, the, the almighty evil sugar into my body for no reason... Then uh, yeah, I, I, I'll drink this. What's the you you mentioned that uh, get, before doing going and playing a sport, you would typically go or people that are more sporty would get a Gatorade before. What's the reason for that? Is it's because throughout the game you're gonna sweat, you're gonna be losing energy, and you're gonna be depleted of your electrolytes, your your minerals, and everything. So this replenishes it. It's delicious, by the way. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. 
And so a traditional uh, drink, I don't want to say only Gatorade, but Powerade and uh, everything with aid in it. Yeah. Um, no, I don't want to get sued, but like I'm saying, like they, they, they openly say that they, they've made their sugar-free um, products too. But a lot of it is aspartame and, you know, all these sugars I don't trust. Stevia leaf I trust. Yep. So that's why I think BioSteel is a great product. Now, they're not paying me a penny for this yet um but <laughs> I'm keyword saying, is yet <laughs> <laughs> but what i'm saying is uh yeah listen as as you know what i do for a living is always looking out for people's health first and uh yeah if i see a product like this that i believe that i taste myself and i've uh, adopted in my life i'm always going to promote it so uh here's to you biosteel biosteel yeah great. yeah very it's good made in canada by any chance now uh yeah uh, way to put throw me under the bus there i'm not I don't sure know. yeah windsor <laughs> uh wet wind gold avenue toronto ontario Biosteel Sports Nutrition. and and it's canadian product fucking encouraging the local econ economy the, the well, local the, the at least the country let's be patriotic a bit you know <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah yeah great great deal um so uh yeah enjoy biosteel if you want some come to dna fitness 1708 notre dame west we have plenty. You missed the A. Seven, yeah, they can go to Grinder too. They'll like, have a great meeting. Yeah, we spoke to Grinder. We spoke about <laughs> Grinder too. They'll find their way. Seventeen oh eight A. It's true. Don't 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 forget. There's an A. We're the the same address as Grinder, but we're to the left, a little small, smaller, a little nicer. I would say. They're still gonna go to Grinder. You know that. Eh? Oh, it yeah. always happens. And I'll go with them. So <laughs> it's, it's it's delicious food. So uh, yeah, and good food too. So uh, yeah, so. Um, we got into this old COVID thing. We spoke about our um, our families. Uh, what was your title again for the? I don't know, but we also talked about COVID and we talked about education for a bit. Yeah. So off yeah. off that topic, education. I'd I'd love to have. Um, there's something I wanted to, to say. I don't know if you want to go on a bit more. We're doing, yeah, yeah. We're doing I'm, good. I'm still good for like another half hour. Yeah, let's yeah. kill it. Well, when you brought when we brought up education, the um, so there's a lot of talk about. You know, universities are useless, and you can get like so much better of a, so much better education by yourself online on YouTube and things like that. And like, I understand that you can, there's a lot of things that you can learn online that you can't learn in university. Those courses just don't exist in university. But um, I think we shouldn't be too hasty into just discounting. Yeah. All of that, all of that, you know, body of knowledge. And uh, so that's why I'm kind of like, I started explaining a bit of how the university thing works and how like there is a system that generally speaking, you're going to weave, weave out the people. You can't always cheat through your whole university career. I think there's still value in university. And um, the, the, I think the, the one thing we kind of overlook a lot is the teachers in universities. Um, I've had some really shitty teachers and I've had some yeah. really amazing teachers where they took the time, you know, some of these uh, people folks have been studying something 20 30 years and they're the, you can see that they're presenting in such a way that they want you to understand like they're going to figure out a way to present it to you and a way to understand there's a lot of topics that interest me like economics interest me a lot and i'd love man i'm gonna spam email this guy i'm not, I'm not gonna say his name i don't want to out him just in case that's the reason why he doesn't come yeah. but, but he's an amazing economics teacher and I, and I think I said it on last episode too and I'd love to have him on because it'd be great it'd be great to to ask him a bunch of questions about things like uh, minimum wage and though, is that actually a good thing or a bad thing when um, you raise it so much or yeah, yeah and he, he, there was an argument also about 
uh, taxing people that use uh, uh, oil, uh, oil oh, product yeah, like yeah, gas, yeah. Uh, basically just to tax the people that use more of that. And there was a great, uh, he actually explained it really well and, and explained how when you do something like that, the poor people actually suffer more than the rich yeah. people. And I was like, wow, what a, what a way to think about that because you know the proponent is nah fuck these people fuck people who use oil just tax them more yeah, yeah and they're yeah. like no but you don't get it the people that you're hurting the most are the the people that are that are um, uh, the afford, vulnerable ones the yeah, vulnerable yeah. ones are the ones who because they can't afford the new technologies or they're paying rent in a building that's heated by oil right and then so the oil bill goes up the landlord is obviously just going to up the rents and when you know you're in a when you're in a, a a very fixed income, you don't have many options of oh okay well fuck this guy I'm just gonna go rent somewhere else so you so you basically you're gonna sacrifice some other thing to just pay more for your rent let's say so it's always it's always now I'm explaining it really badly but these are the types of things there's a lot of no but I think we get the point what you're saying is like we we sometimes think of noble ideas like uh, let's save the poor uh, fuck the people that are making oil and whatever yeah. but uh, yeah it trickles down it trickles down to vulnerable people like yeah. you said uh, like cars an electric car is, is expensive man it's very expensive <laughs> like these these uh, these um, electric cars go go from anywhere from uh, 35 I think to like uh, $200,000 that's so. like base 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 yeah base exactly model. so somebody who, who doesn't have those means has to go with the gasoline cars and uh, but now there's a law that by 2035 I think in Quebec we're, we're not gonna have any uh, any gasoline cars anymore that's uh, I don't know how you say it. I'd say gasoline that's how much I know about uh, cars well, it's, uh, it's, biodiesel uh, what, what is it called well know. you're not gonna have any more uh, yeah I think gas gas yeah, burning cars yeah or? I think people will understand that yeah. so by 2035 but at the same time are you gonna make uh, like uh, electric cars that affordable is everybody's gonna be able to plug something in their house what do you do about like you know those, those huge buildings with a hundred apartments uh Like you know, it's a it's a lot of planning. So yeah. let's not just think like you said. Let's not just discard everything and say this is the way to go. Because sometimes we go off feelings and off thinking that we're doing something nice, but we're actually fucking things up. Um, so like, yeah, I'm, I'm completely. We I think everybody got to put your point there. Yeah, the, and the the thing about the okay, so in Quebec, I think is it a Quebec thing or a Canada thing about getting rid of cars? I think Canada. It's a Canada I think, thing. I think it's Canada. I, I don't know. I can't speak to the other provinces, but we're at a slight advantage when it comes to that because we do have renewable hydroelectricity. Yeah. So yeah. and I and I do believe now I might be completely wrong. I sh we should do an episode on this because I really love this 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 topic. But um, th there is a lot of research being done in Quebec about uh, uh that that um, uh, gravitates around electric batteries and, yeah. and the development of batteries and different types of electric cars. There's actually at least one that I know of company that's actually a Quebec company that's making an electric car. Yeah, so yeah, 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 for, us, for us, it would be great. It's an industry that we could probably profit a lot from, right? <coughs> so, so yeah, I'm all for it. But like you said, will the supply be there? Because... Mm. You can go and get if you're a family, you have three kids, right? And and you, you know you're let's say a, a you're middle class or even a little let's say a little bit below lower middle middle class, right? You can go spend five grand and get a minivan, but it's gonna cost you you know because you have three kids, all the stuff that goes in the back and whatever. You can get a minivan or what? You're gonna go spend thirty grand and squeeze your family into yeah, a exactly. a small ass sedan, yeah, like. Yeah. 
you know my brother has um the the uh man uh, he's gonna no. he's gonna he's gonna shit on me because i don't know that's which model car, he has uh, i want to get it yeah like model three tesla the, right? yeah the, so yeah, yeah the model three i'm getting too yeah right can, so that's just that is i think that's the the, the least expensive model of tesla yeah, they yeah, make yeah, basically right and can you imagine yourself fitting yourself a family of five in there you your wife and three oh, kids that's why we have another car i mean like and we're doing okay that's why we, we were able to afford that but yeah, yeah i can understand like if like so there's got to be a there's got to be a solution for and i haven't seen much in the realm of like minivan like electric minivan Yeah, it's true. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. I'm not a car guy. There, the, the the thing that attracted me to the Tesla is the fact that there's no maintenance to it. You just yep. plug it, and uh, the joke was like, uh, you need a, a computer programmer to fix that car, not a a mechanic, right? So uh, that to me already is like, yeah, great, because I don't. I'm not opening any hood and trying to fix anything. I I know fuck all about cars, yeah. but uh, so that attracts me. But uh, yeah, I have no idea if they have family. Uh, Like you say, SUVs or uh, family vans or stuff like that. I have no clue. Because I, I a lot of times I think that's the that's the important thing. Be, before, if you would have asked me four years ago, I'd have been like, "Yeah, fuck all the gas cars, make yeah, Teslas." Exactly. But now, you know, having kids, seeing having a kid, just with one child that I have, seeing all the stuff that's constantly in the trunk that you have to just yeah, lug man. around, <laughs> you know, you're like. Well, you, you become conscious you're of these things. You're a moving circus all the time. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. You're a moving circus. That's it, it, like it, it, it's true. And it's all for those two. Well, me, I have two. But for you, even for the one. Yeah. So it's always like everything. They need everything. A place to sleep in case they need. They need yeah. food. They need if they get sick, they have their medication. Oh, my God. It's uh, like. But, uh, hey, you, you got to do it. I wonder who. We, I don't know anybody who's in the car industry like here in Quebec and Montreal. We'd I'm great. sure we can reach out. Yeah, we'll we'd find be great like, to uh, find somebody who to talk to us about like what. Okay, what are the options? What are going to be our options at 2035? What's the what's really the plan? Somebody's got to know, right? I got excited about something that uh, uh, an actual Uber driver who had a Tesla, but one of those uh, I don't know how the fuck you could afford. It. Apparently, you kill it when you're on Uber because he had like that hundred thousand dollar model there. <laughs> uh, So, but good, it's for his work, uh, good for him, you know? Yep. So uh, he was telling me how he's heard that Tesla is working on this car without a steering wheel, so, which is pretty much like, means like, fuck, you don't have to drive, you just <laughs> sit there, which for me would mean I could get like, from place to place just getting hammered, it'd be fucking great. I don't know, man, would you get in the car with you, would you put your kids, because we're staying, we're staying, we're talking a lot about family on this podcast, so I'm going to keep bringing you back to that. Would you like get on a road trip, fall asleep, fall asleep with your kids in the car and just let the car do the driving? I think so, yeah. You know why? Because I've done it for, uh, like, I've taken Greyhounds, maybe not with my kid, but I've taken it with my wife, which I care a lot for too, you know? Um, and I fall asleep on the bus, on the train, whatever it is, and it's a human uh, doing uh, the driving, right? And human error, man. Like, nowadays, human error, like, I think account for like 90% of plane crashes or something. I was reading, it's like those things, like I've talked, that's somebody we could have that's fun that develop motors for helicopters and, and planes. And he goes, Danny, those things are like almost impossible to crash. Like he goes like, you really have to go wrong on a lot of things to make uh, a, a one of those motors just go down. Like it could happen, like nothing is impossible, but he goes like human error is like 90% of the time it's human error. So like, you know, a driver can fall asleep 
a driver can, uh, I don't know, have a heart attack and have like some sort of spasm, whatever. It could happen, right? It could be, uh, it could be mentally Ill, ill. There's a lot of things. As I see a computer, like, I don't know how many times does, well, your phone sucks, but I mean, how many times does a regular iPhone breaks down on you? Like I've had mine for like three years. It's never like, it's never stirred me wrong. Like, I mean, like computers are good, man. Computers are like, they, they, I trust it. I trust it. I think, um, so there's, um, there's, uh, I forget. I listened to this guy called Lex Friedman. Uh, he's like, uh, I'm not sure if you heard it. I heard that name before. Yeah, he's, uh, he's an AI Uh, he has a ma- some very educated in AI. I don't know exactly what his degrees are, but he has his own podcast. He's a he's a great, 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 great podcast, the Legs Friedman Show. Okay. You guys should check it out. Everybody listening should check it out. And um, he really goes into depth about the accidents that ha- that have happened with AI. And uh, from the statistics, what happens is so there's a certain type of accident that uh, a human being cannot avoid. Okay. So a lot of accidents that the Tesla could avoid are accidents that would have happened, right? So let's say a thousand accidents happen. A thousand, how can I, how can I explain this? Let's say there's the, the potential of a thousand accidents happening in, in a year. Out of those a thousand accidents, a hundred of them are avoided. Like humans are able to avoid them. They would have happened, but a human driver avoided them. Yeah. Right. And then the other 900, for whatever reason, the, the human was drunk or he made a mistake or whatever the other 900 accidents are, well, those 900 accidents, the human could not avoid. Those accidents, the AI could avoid. Could have avoid, yeah. The problem is that the AI could avoid those 900 accidents, but it can't avoid the 100 accidents that the human is able to avoid. Oh, okay, that's good. So, that's a twist. So there's, a, yeah, exactly, so... Yeah. The accidents that the AI is getting into, <coughs> the accidents that the AI is getting into are accidents that a human could have avoided okay. had a human been driving. But there's a lot more accidents that the AI did avoid that the human could have couldn't, not, could could, couldn't avoid. Yeah. And one of the examples of that is there's something psychological that happens when you're driving down a street and a pedestrian is about to cross the street at a, at, a po- at a place in the road where a pedestrian would not normally cross the street. Like there's no yeah. lines on the ground or anything like that. Mm. So the pedestrian, basically something, uh, the driver and the pedestrian make an eye contact. Right? Yeah, and then and you the, slow down. You and slow yeah. down, and if you slow down a certain way, kind of signals the pedestrian that you're going to slow down yeah. and go. Yeah. But an AI does not have the capacity to have to make that psychological leap. Exactly. So it's going to keep driving and just smash into the pedestrian. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So yeah. there's so an accident like that. So an accident like that could have technically been avoided by a human, but an AI does not have the capacity to avoid that accident. So people will be like, "Oh man, this accident could have been avoided had it been a driver." So you know, AI is bad, but it's kind of a fallacy if that's the right word, or kind of like not looking at the statistics right. Basically. From 900 accidents every year, we went down to 100 accidents uh, yeah. every year. Which is beneficial. It's just that those 100 accidents could have been avoided yeah. by humans. Yeah, yeah, and somebody will twist that truth to make it look like AI is a horrible thing. By the way, it's funny that we're talking about this because I was watching uh, uh, a Joe Rogan episode with Elon Musk uh, where he goes on about, about 
like AI for a while. It's the creepiest fucking five minutes I've ever heard when, when I put it. With Elon uh, Musk, yeah, yeah. He doesn't like that. Oh he doesn't God. like it. Yeah, well, he, he apparently he's tried to go to Congress to say you got to slow this down yeah. because it's something that we're not going to be able to control. And, uh, and, and then Joe asked him, so where did you get? He gets nowhere. I got I got a fat fatalist approach now to it where it's like let it happen, and he says it doesn't mean that machines are going to come and kill us, but it's a, he, he just says that you have to understand that it's something you will not have control over, like and and, and when I made the link with social media when I saw that documentary that I, I strongly recommended you watch I don't know if you took a look at it but it's called the Social Dilemma on on Netflix yeah I'll, and how, sorry yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say full disclosure. I did watch it. It was just hard for me to get through it because yeah. I just you don't find no. Hear it. <laughs> no, well, no. I, I find that uh, it paints a really dark picture. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is right, and it, I understand, but I think it's a picture that that I think with the proper education, mm-hmm. we could. I think it's more of an education problem rather than an AI problem. I see the AI of of my phone let's say mm-hmm. i see it more as like a slave for a rack, lack of a better term yeah, yeah it's a slave you to feel me you have full control i feed the, it um, i feed it what i want if i if i consciously obviously demands a certain level of conscious and i'm not perfect i sometimes look at stuff and then i'm like oh now i'm gonna get like a whole bunch of ads yeah, or whatever yeah, this, or yeah. more posts like this because i wasn't being like super conscious of what i'm looking at but i mean if you know sometimes i'm like you know i want to look at more workout stuff yeah, so yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to follow a bunch of guys who work out, like a bunch of people who have like a million followers who are fitness models, like male fitness models or things like that. I'm going to go like a bunch of their pictures. I'm going to go watch a bunch of their videos and like them and comment and be like, hey, great picture, man. Even though I know the guys, I'm going to see that comment. Yeah. I'm just going to do that for me. And then I go to my feed. And you can filter stuff. Well, no. You, what but you get, you know? By doing that, I'm signaling yeah. to the AI that I'm interested. I like this. Yeah. I like this type of stuff. Now for the next week, in my feed, that's all I'm going to be getting. I'm going to yeah, be getting yeah, exactly. people that are working out, people that are lifting weights, people that are whatever, right? So if I'm conscious of that, then I, I I'm going to I dictate what I want the AI to show me yeah. to a certain extent, for yeah. sure, because there's paid advertisements. So obviously, people are going to advertise to me that I fit into some kind of like context or whatever. But um, yes, there is a level of if you give a 12 year old that or a high school kid that, yeah, and, exactly. and they don't know anything about that. They're just going to keep feeding into these echo boxes that, you know, this new term that has come out where the more you look into something, the more of that you get fed. So mm. you're just like, it's a confirmation bias. You're just confirming your own exactly. theories. And let's not forget that we're, we're, we're uh, guys that didn't grow up with that. So for us, we see it. Oh, look at this new tool that came, you know, yep. like I can Google stuff. It's incredible. And, and what a day I want to listen to this song. I can, I just press a button. Is there all of this is amazing technology for us. But our kids are going to have that in their lives already. So for them to make a difference between like, oh, uh, it's sending me messages of stuff that I want to know that I'm using it as a tool or am I just feeding it whatever, like is it just guiding me through whatever it wants me to buy or whatever it wants me to join? That's where the, the documentary goes. Is and, and what I was trying to say with the whole AI and Elon Musk and what he was saying where like, he wants to make sure that we understand that we are not going to be in control of it. We won't be smart enough. We like, I know we're the one designing the thing and everything, but in that documentary, they said they created an algorithm and they lost control of it. 
it's way too powerful now. So it, it's it's scary when you say it that way. But again, it's a computer. You can shut it off, right? You can shut off uh, uh, what it's called, uh, Facebook or uh, Instagram. Or you can shut it off if you want. But he he contends that it, there will be a time where it's going to be its own thing. And uh, yeah, you're not going to be able to control it. So when he was saying that, that's what um, that's what scared me. But anyways, that wasn't that wasn't really. I'm I'm sure we can do a whole episode about yeah. about all this. And but plus, uh, and yeah. maybe find somebody from ETS or uh, yeah, some some, to, some to talk, genius, yeah. some some guy to talk to us about AI. Yeah, that would be great. I have one. I have a I have a computer engineer, a very good friend of mine. Yeah, he could definitely be on. He went to ETS. You just reminded me. Yeah. Now people are gonna say this guy knows everybody. But it's like yeah, I'm forty fucking four. four He's had years a lot of old. clients. Yeah. I had a lot of clients, a lot of <laughs> friends, a lot of everything. So yeah, well, that that would be interesting. But the the Elon Musk thing is because you were saying about the accident that could be avoided yes. and everything. So obviously, Rogan did his um, his dick thing that he always do, like he would likes to poke the clients of the, uh, the 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 guests a bit. So what he said is like, uh, did you see that video of that guy uh, in Tes uh, in a Tesla completely asleep? in the middle of traffic and the car just drives itself and it does he goes isn't that sc scary for you uh that like you know he, he was completely out you can hear him snoring through the camera and uh what if something goes wrong with the uh with the the computer whatever it can get hacked whatever the fuck can happen and it causes uh damages lives uh, are lost or whatever they're gonna hold you responsible for that you know because your thing whatever and he goes like uh elon was so calm and he goes um you know what would have happened if he was in a gas car a traditional car and he would have fallen asleep yeah he would yeah. have been dead so yeah. what are you fighting about? Like the car still kept making the, the brakes and they've installed now things that are, uh, if they, they see that your, your hands are not on the steering wheel for a certain number of time, uh, the car, there's a voice coming in, say, uh, wake up, motherfucker, whatever it is, whatever yeah. you program it to say, or uh, say your seat will shake something or noises will come in. I think it honks, he said. So, um, so yeah, we can go against technology, but like, Like in that case, what do you do? If the guy falls asleep while you're operating a vehicle, you're gonna die, dude. Yeah. So you might as well have the option to like fucking the car can tell that you're asleep and he's gonna wake you up or he's at least gonna make the stops. And yeah, if it goes wrong, like you said, doesn't recognize that a human is going through, uh, is crossing the street. Well, you know, those are those are the hits. What do you want to do? The um, uh, when it comes down to technology and all this stuff, I'm I'm just so. I'm very pro technology and, and 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 also I don't like the type of documentary that paints a picture that we're all just a bunch of idiots and like and that there's no hope for us and maybe they're right maybe there is no hope for us but well, like don't don't watch that Elon Musk interview you're not no, I've seen like it. it no 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 I've seen it I've seen it I, he compared us to chimps pretty much <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah it was pretty bad well uh, the so it's like okay wait so we created this thing called social media we created this AI we created these algorithms the the idea that we were not going to be able to adapt i find it like a bit a, a bit dark and pessimistic i think we we will be able to adapt and like yeah. you said we can always turn it off turn it off yeah no for sure but that that's the thing he was saying is like it could go very negatively it could be yeah. like you know fucking what was that movie in the 90s or terminator 2 there yeah. rise of the machines or whatever yeah. it could be that which he doesn't go for but he said that what he thinks we'll do is we'll adapt more 
to uh, to AI. It will be part of us. We will plug our plugs ourselves into something, you know, and uh, and it's already been done. How, m- how many hours are you on your phone? Now you 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 are the smartest you've ever been because you have the answers to everything you want to know. Because I don't know, you have Google on your phone. <laughs> Always busting my balls about my phone. <laughs> I'm gonna Google. for your birthday. I'm gonna get you an iPhone like four or something like that. <laughs> it will be so much of an improvement to the shit you have right now. I'm on But, uh, uh, I'm on my phone. If you put everything together, man. L- lately, I've been quite a bit on Instagram. I have to admit, mm-hmm. I look at you know I'm studying and stuff. I like to. Like I'll study for like half an hour, and then I need like at least like ten minutes of stupid bikini models. And yeah, that, something yeah. really stupid that uh, requires absolutely no thinking, and okay. then go back to studying, and then back to that, okay. and then back. so yeah, I, a couple of hours I would say for for sure. Okay, for so sure. so like my point is, we are already like part. We're already play. It's already in our lives. AI, you 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 have that. I have it like at least two hours a day. Yeah, at least because like. I find it a little disrespectful when I'm like, if I'm going to be uh, looking at stuff while I'm training people, I don't do that. But mm-hmm. I'll answer a text here or there, but not nothing, nothing like, you know, where I'm not taking my job seriously, but I do spend fucking a lot of time on it. So, uh, and, and a lot of times is searching for stuff. And so I feel that with that, where I, uh, I'm the most intelligent I've ever been, because I didn't have to, I didn't used to have all the answers to everything I wanted to know, like who made like, I don't know, that painting you look at oh yeah. look at that it was monet and then all of a sudden you know that shit and uh but i think as it goes along it's gonna get faster it's gonna get stronger uh you won't have to type stuff you can just think of stuff uh i don't know what the future is although i've i've heard from people in the industry that uh, glasses are the next thing or like <sighs> you just put it on and whatever you're thinking i don't know how or how many blinks you give and it will give you the answer. I feel like glasses have been happening for such a long time but just never have happened. I've seen it. Like, It's so fucking bad. Like Google Glasses, I think, were the first yeah, one. Yeah, I, I feel like horrible. I've, they've been talking about that since I was in high school, I think, but yeah. it, just, it has never happened, you know? Uh-huh. I think we're just going to go straight to that thing, that Neuralink that uh, Elon is developing. I think we're just going to go straight to plugging our heads. Yeah, exactly. He explains it really well. He says how our phone is pretty, we're pretty much symbiotic with our phone already. Yeah. It's an extension of us. The only thing that's, that's, The, let's say the only slowdown, I guess, is the time it takes for our brain to tell our hand what to type so we can find it. If we could just connect the brain directly to, let's say, the phone or this, exactly. the device, then like we'll just be thinking like, like you said, speed. somebody asks you, hey, what painting is that? Boom, I know what it is. Or maybe they won't even ask you. We just know. Yeah. Like what, nobody what, talks anymore. Nobody. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like what would that for me? That's scary. Like what people are gonna have access just to our look thoughts. At each other. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. Imagine that. Oh my god, fuck. Just if somebody would have like right now, you, you go and uh, I don't know, have full access to your Instagram, your WhatsApp, your search history. How comfortable would you be right now? Oh, I'll let you watch. I'll let I'll let you go. Me, it. but I'm just saying, like the world. Uh. <sighs> Yeah, uh, I think I'm like I would, I would probably give it to anybody. But then, like halfway through them looking at it, I'll be, I'll remember something. I'll yeah. be like, oh man, not that! No wait, not that! <laughs> yeah, no, fairly, fairly, fairly confident. I mean, I'm not looking at anything crazy. No, me neither. But I, I, things could be like interpreted like really, especially now. I have yeah. two kids. I'm, I'm, I'm like I said, I keep saying it, but I'm, I'm older. Uh, I have a loving wife. I don't 
you know mess around or anything like that so right now yeah my, my phone could be out but take me 10 years ago fuck no i wouldn't let nobody watch that yeah because like, people just hate kid. on me like oh well, man if you go back 10 years uh, never mind my phone like you couldn't look at my computer like let's say when i was in high school you couldn't look at my computer i didn't phones weren't as advanced as they were now but my computer first of all had tons of pirated music yeah and then, yeah, yeah for and sure. then it had like movies and you know all there was shit. there was no incognito mode in, in the internet explorer so like the, what you the know, fuck is incognito mode it, so if you go on websites it won't save it in your browser history oh uh, yeah see in in uh in in regular phones like Apple, like, uh, like uh, iPhones, <laughs> it's called private. Oh, so, okay. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, uh, <laughs> but incognito, you know, it's a pretty good sounding word. So, uh, yeah, no, by the way, there's a great movie that I suggest, a French movie. I suggest you watch. Uh, it's called, what is it called? Fuck, I forget, but the premise is like these uh, three or four couples get together. And they play a game. They say the whole night we're going to leave our cell phones in the middle of the table while we drink whatever. And whatever text, email, phone call, uh, Instagram alert, whatever alert you get, you have to show it to everybody. Okay. Everybody's sitting. So half the people get caught cheating. (laughs) It's a French movie. I won't spoil it, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's called uh, Nothing to Hide. Rien à cacher in French. Fantastic movie because it's funny and uh, it, it, you go like holy fuck a bunch of times and uh, this is this great scenes uh, of uh, of a father um, getting a call from his daughter and the daughter is telling him that uh, she's gonna lose her her virginity uh, tonight and like he has to like not necessarily talk her out of it but like you know talk to his daughter and I thought it was a powerful scene because like you know i don't know we'll be there one day so like it was a it was a great uh a great scene great movie really fun really fun an hour and a half uh fantastic strongly recommend you you guys watch that Rien Akashi. nothing to hide it was on netflix for a while i'm pretty sure it's still there i'm gonna check uh, it out yeah really 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 good uh yeah so uh, so let's wrap it up man we we did yeah, the, yeah, we did yeah. double the time the last time <laughs> at least this time i feel like we we actually talked about a lot of a lot of cool shit yeah um yeah, we talked about family, technology, COVID. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so I think um, I think I wanna I wanna um, like we said it a bit last week when I asked you um, something positive, and you said like uh, something you, positive you, that happened this week. Yeah, but I'm not gonna say the same question. But remember when we spoke about that? Yeah. You said something about getting a haircut or something. I don't remember uh, what your positive moment of the week was last week. I don't remember what it was. Well, it was very selfish, I remember. But yeah, but this this week is going to be pretty selfish too. Okay, but uh, I was so, uh, before we get into that. The last thing I, I want to do it's like just so people know that we're in touch with current events. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, go for it. Go for so, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a negative thing that I saw this week uh, could turn into a great positive. I, I'd like to know your opinion on this too. Uh, the situation in Cuba, people are rising up. People have had enough and they're screaming for their liberty. And as we know, Cuba is a dictatorship. Mm -hmm. Now, I've had some reservations about it. I've been very, everybody that knows, know that I have some sort of respect and admiration towards um, Ernesto Che Guevara. Uh, But I've never been precise of what I liked about him. For me, it was never the, (laughs) obviously the oppression is not what I'm looking for, uh, for people. But I, I think people confuse Fidel Castro and Che Guevara often they think they were 
one and the same, which is not necessarily the case. One was, um, you know, mad with power, I think, and the other one was really a humanitarian. He wanted to help as much as possible, which is Che Guevara, right? Che, che was a doctor, right? Yeah, he was a doctor. Yeah. He healed the, the, the like, you know, you, you can make a great case about him being a great human being. And you can also say he's a fucking murderer who hated gays and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, like th there's always a dark side to everybody. So obviously that's not the side that I like. To me, it was always that part where he believes that humans could do better. He wanted to stand up to the American imperialism because as good as the U.S. has been for a bunch of things, progress, uh, liberties and all that, Uh, the, 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 the the fact of the matter is is that they've enslaved a, a whole continent in Latin America um, in order to get there, and things are getting better. Yes, and I know you're you're one that believes that, and and I do too. But uh, let's just say you're you're always gonna leave some victims behind your 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 conquering the world, right? And every every uh, big um, imperialistic. Uh, um, country like that every every time there's been like a country like ruling over the world being the the main country in the world let's say um there's always been victims and fortunately unfortunately for us latinos it's been often uh us so my admiration was that the fact that uh che Guevara was able to uh to stand up to the U.S. imperialism, the fact that he became a symbol of, of liberty, uh, any revolutionary uh, people always use his image as, like, you know, a symbol of, like, we're standing up for ourselves. And I think in Cuba, uh, well, was the country that got liberated, but their liberation turned into a dictatorship, which now I do believe, for everybody listening, even though I was a, a supporter of Guevara, I do believe people need to be free now. Uh, we no longer live in those conditions where um, you have to be worried about the, the U.S. taking over your country because it's a global economy. <laughs> Somebody will take over Cuba, yeah. but uh, hopefully they have. Uh, let's not forget that after the revolution, there will be uh, new leaders and they, the people just have to make sure that the leaders they elect uh, really are have the, 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 the well-being of the Cuban people at heart because um, we've seen a bunch of liberated states. Uh, we're talking about Libya and uh, yeah. uh, Iraq and all that. And there are not failed states where slavery is going on and it's it's disgusting what's going on. So I would, I would, I love Cuba. I got married in Cuba, as you know. I have a love for that, that, that those people. I wish them their freedom, but I hope they don't end up Like a Libya, like a like a an uh, Iraq or Syria, and all these failed states. That although it seems that the narrative is always we're going to liberate these people, you end up, you end up leaving them in a worse condition than before. You know, that's the um, so you said one key thing, and I'm going to draw a bit from from some of the some of the education I got from uh, in political science. I was while I was in uh, the key thing you said it was what's going to happen after. Yeah. See, uh, I was uh, I was taking uh, um, this class um, studies in Middle Eastern uh, Middle Eastern studies, something like good, that. Good, good, yeah, yeah. And it was right around the time that the Arab Spring happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And man, it was a very hopeful class during that time. Like a lot of people in that class were like, "It's finally happening," and <laughs> and and there was a lot of hope. Let's say, yeah. right? And we all know what the aftermath happened with a lot of those countries. Mm -hmm. It it didn't end up being 
I guess as great as we thought it was going to be. Yeah. There was a lot of hope that how social media and how everybody was now able to have a phone and film their reality and get the word out and organize through social media. It, it seemed that social media was a tool all of a sudden. So th- a lot of a lot of hope came out of that. The, the yeah. mixture of technology and, 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 and freedoms and things like that. But the after, what happened in the after? And I think the same, I think the most important thing for Cuba, and we could talk about it next week as well. I'll, I'll, I'll do some readings. I'll look up some, yeah, some yeah, papers on that. Yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. That's what and, I wanted and, to know your opinion. And so I think it has to do a lot with what's going to happen after is probably the most important thing. And the other thing is that, man, there's no, there's no country that has been, number one, there's no country that has successfully been revolutionized with some blood without some kind of bloodshed yeah exactly right exactly. it's it's gonna it's gonna it's, it's sadly an, an inevitable i hate saying that but it is what that's what it is yeah. and and the in history talking you know if you base it on history and uh, the other thing is that well, sadly there's always been some kind of more powerful country helping the people li- uh, yeah liberate exactly right who's so who's helping cuba who's going to who's funding the structure that's going to build out of Cuba. And it'd be interesting to find out as well is what is Cuba has a, as a natural resource? What do they make? What could they export? Because in, uh, you know, democracies are great in theory, but at the end of the day, all the great democracies that we know of also have a very strong economic system. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So what's, what's Cuba exporting is what I would love to find out and, yeah. and, and how are they going to structure that? So, I mean, I don't want to talk about other people's liberties. Obviously, they have the right to become liberal, and but I just, I, I, there's a lot that has happened in the last twenty years of countries that have liberated and have descended into this worse anarchy than it was before, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, what's going on after? What's the plan? Who are the people leading the revolution? Is it organized? Is, yeah. Is there a, is there some kind of um, I forget what the word is, but a, like manifesto? Like what's yeah. what's what's the the structure or constitution that it's being put forward that that's going to manifest? Yeah. No. It, it and it's a great subject, and and I think uh, I agree. Let's talk about it more next week. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I know a lot about it, the Cuban Revolution, just because it was a subject that interests me. And read a bunch of books on Fidel Castro, Che Guevara, even uh, Bautista who was the previous um, dictator. Didn't he rob the country though? He, he basically the thing the the, the the liberation that they call that Castro did is because Bautista uh, Fulgencio Bautista was his name. He was um, he was in cahoots with the U.S. Mm-hmm. They basically wanted to do what they did in Vegas, mm-hmm. but in Cuba. Yep. Okay. So, but like you know. Vegas is cool, you know, like people will see that and be okay. But obviously organized crime, organized crime was a big part of it. Uh, the interests weren't going to go to the people. They were going to go to the to the Americans. And so that's where people were happy to have liberators that they call themselves uh, Fidel Castro, Che Guevara, and the whole, uh, it's called the movement of the 26th of, Jan- of January, a month, the 26th of a certain month. I, I have to brush up on my Cuban history, but... Basically, that's what it is. and um, But through the years, I think especially after Guevara died and Castro had to find ways to stay in power, you're going to hurt a lot of people. And yeah. he did. And he did. And I'm not a fan of what he did. And I think the time has come for things to change. But like you said, and like I said, change for what? Because I've been to that country many times, and obviously I'm of Spanish descent, so I can speak with them. Um, and... 
their idea is that we live in complete freedom and things are like incredible, right? Okay. And and we have a great life. I'm not going to complain about my 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 life or anything. But um I've been in a conversation where a waiter where like I was a, ho a hotel for a whole week so he was my waiter all the time become friends and everything and uh he said like uh if you guys want uh I was with my girlfriend at the time if you guys want uh come uh you can drive to this place and uh, I have a beach house there okay I'm talking to a waiter here from a communist country So I go. So you have another house? He goes, Yeah, I live. I live in the house that the hotel, the apartment the hotel provides for me because I'm here five, six times a week. But this guy has a beach house. I ain't got no beach house. Fuck. I'm just saying. For him, there was a lot of positive to doing what he was doing. For him, whenever I gave him a five dollar tip, it was like I just gave somebody here like a fucking hundred and fifty dollar tip. So he, he was doing well. But the idea was that he'll get more with the liberation with democracy being and he could he could that that's the beauty of democracy right you can get as far yeah. as as you'll work for it and you gotta get a little lucky in there too but the reality is that fucking you work like a dog in the, in our countries yeah I, I, you've been to greece right obviously yeah How relaxed is it, fuck? Compared yeah, the, the, to uh, the 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 work. Well, you guys life, are a little too too. The the work life balance is, is yeah, totally yeah, different yeah. there. <laughs> But a uh, question about that waiter: Was he uh, an exception to the rule, or was that something that's you found maybe that was prominent in, in, no, in Cuba? It was prominent because working at a hotel in Cuba at those days, at least from what I heard. Now, let, let like I don't want some like. Cuban guy or girl that knows a lot about it to fucking get mad at me because I have a friend who's like that and yeah. they tell me you don't know what the fuck you're talking about but again I'm going from conversations that I had with people and those people are free are they to say like listen it sucks here right so um, so yeah it was it was prominent because in the hotels uh, if you worked in a hotel you were um, you you were um, uh, sorry to, to cut you off But uh, my camera stopped filming. Press it again. Uh, I think it uh, might be the memory card just ran out. What does it say? Press it again. Insufficient storage. Yeah, it's uh, the memory card. Uh, Fuck, we went, we went crazy. Okay, well, uh, let, let's wrap it up. Yeah, so, wrap it up. So, anyways, it, it was something prominent because they made a lot of money in, in hotels and stuff like that. But not everybody works in the hotel. And everybody deserves freedom. And, and the, the, the scariest thing was, I don't get to leave here. Mm -hmm. Like, they, he would ask me, where did you go? I go like, you know, I've been to Portugal. I've been to France. I've been, this guy will never see that because he's not allowed to leave. Okay. So that's where I disagree. And like, you should have the freedom to go where the fuck you want. And if you work hard enough for it, have your beach house, have your summers in Italy if you want, whatever it is. So, yeah. To wrap this up on Cuba, that's that's what I um, I would like to uh, to see it happen. But again, be careful where you're heading. So that was the negative. The positive. Uh, it's a shame that your camera isn't shooting anymore. But what about your boy Yanis? Oh, let's. You know what we can do? Give me one second. Gonna yeah, move we're gonna it. flip. Yeah, we're gonna flip this one. One second. Anyways, it's gonna be mostly you now. So like, just put it in front of people. Just hear my voice. Or we do like we do. We did like uh, the half one. Okay. 
Can you just turn the camera, dude? No, no, no. Just like something where we see a bit of me and mostly no, you. Thing, it doesn't have as wide as an angle as the. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Oh, as the GoPros. Yeah. Don't you have another memory card? No. Just point it towards you more. And I'll just walk, lean forward or yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. Now sit. I think you'll be fine because we see yeah. your mic. As long as we see you. I'll just lean in a bit. Okay. There you go. So, yeah. So, uh, what do you see? We're, give it, we're giving people the 3D. The back of your head is fantastic. <laughs> what a haircut. I like it. All right. So, your, your, your boy, uh, so your boy, Yanis. Yeah. Yanis Antetokounmpo. I can't even pronounce his name, bro. I'm a little ashamed. Antetokounmpo. Uh, I, 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 I have to say it in Greek. I have to look it up. Let me look it, it up. It means okay. really tall black guy. <laughs> <laughs> it means fantastic athlete. I don't know, but what a star, man. What a stud. Yeah, tell us about him. Well, he he basically uh, scored uh, in the last game 50 points over <laughs> like 100, so like something like that. So it's so our Michael really, Jordan. Pretty much, pretty much. Dude, I saw this guy. Um, I know you're not a huge sports fan, but you obviously know. I obviously been following basketball my whole life, but not as much anymore. But I remember three, four years ago, I saw that guy playing. I said, how the fuck are they going to stop this guy? Once he gets his shit together, he didn't have what we call like a great outside shot. Okay. That means like uh, aside from uh, layups and dunkings and three-pointers, like in the, in the key, it's hard to score, but he developed that and now he's just a beast he's incredible and this whole run i i watched some of it uh they were down like uh you know how it works the first one that wins four out of seven and whatever yeah yep. uh, so so in the in the in the earlier series not the finals they were down a bit and he got fucking injured like like somebody fell on his knee and his knee went backwards what we call a um, a hyper extension of the knee okay. which uh i've seen that happen many times and i go like okay this guy's season is over for sure uh and his career might be compromised that was my first reaction and 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 as you know i know about muscles and stuff yeah. like that that's what i do injuries like especially knee injuries my god i know so much about it so when i looked at it i got this guy's down but this was in game i think it was in game uh, it was a previous uh series it was game six of the previous series so this guy went another six games playing with that fucked up knee scoring 50 points and when he when he when he uh, when he won, they interviewed him. Obviously, he's a star now. Uh, he's um, he said, uh, "I could have done it differently. I could have went to a super team because that was the popular thing for for you basketball fans. You'll know that I'm talking about LeBron James, yep. Kevin Durant. Uh, there was another one. Uh, anyways, all these guys that." take like kind of the easy road and they just join a super team and he stayed with the team that drafted him the team that that picked him first and um and he made it the right way so he kind of threw a little jab in there to, okay. to those guys and i was like yeah fucking right and uh, <laughs> because i thought that was just to give you an, an example out of um out of uh, uh 82 uh scheduled games in a year there's 82 post-covid it was 82 games this team 
the Golden State Warriors had won 73, I think, okay. or 74. Like, you imagine how much, like, you never lose, basically. Yeah. You lose, like, seven games in the year. There's 80 games in a year? 82. So, yeah. like, they, they were 73 and Whatever. nine. nine yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, it's a ridiculous number. And the next, and they didn't win the finals. So, the next year, the best player available went and joined them. How the fuck do you join a team that's already won 73 games without <laughs> you? And then, obviously, they won the championship. It wasn't competitive at all. Yeah. And, and yay, we're the champions. And I was like, fuck, I, I love that team, but I didn't like it then. I yeah. go, like, this guy, Kevin Durant, to me, took, like, the cheapest way to win a championship. And I've always believed in this saying. Uh, I'll say it in French because that's how I know it. But it's, à vaincre sans péril, on triomphe sans, on triomphe sans gloire. Which means... When you triumph without peril, without like hardship, yeah. uh, you get no glory. You get no glory. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's how I felt. So, no, I, I don't think the average fan, at least that I know, doesn't respect. We respect the game of that guy, Kevin Durant's a fantastic player, but that move was like, oh my god, what a bitch move. So when Yanis did the your boy Yanis, because you're Greek, you should be, you should have him tattooed on your chest. When he <laughs> did it the right way, I was. So so happy and uh, the nicest guy i told you i watched this documentary called uh, getting yanis or searching for yanis or whatever yeah. they went back to greece he has uh, two other brothers that made it to the nba too and he took his whole family out of poverty uh it's a great it's a half an hour i think you should definitely check it out it's it's, it's set mostly in greece until he makes it big here And, uh, yeah, like, uh, anyways, not to ra ramble on about this guy, but, yeah, I, that that's a role model that I would show my kids and be like, this is what a pro athlete is. As a kid, I used to respect these guys like Michael Jordans and uh, Ken Griffey Jr. and Wayne Gretzky and all that because they did it that way, right? Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, that was my positive thing. So what do you think about Yanis? I think it's great, man. I think he should have just stayed in Greece and made Greek uh, a... <laughs> Greek, uh, uh, what? No, he did the. He did the. It seems from what you've told me, he did the right thing. He did the right. He did the right thing to like reap the benefits and glory of, of a win. I obviously don't know anything about basketball. I and I don't want to be that guy who's going to be like, oh, he's Greek. Oh my God, you know. And all of a sudden, I'm a I'm a huge basketball. Yeah, fan, exactly. you know? <laughs> I'm not a bandwagoner, so I, like I'm I'm straight out. I don't know nothing about basketball. Uh, I haven't heard of him. Uh, it impressed me that it, that that you know he's very very like patriotic. He's very Greek, man. Yeah, he's yeah. very Greek, very <laughs> patriotic, and I, and I, that's that's cool to see. And it's cool to see a, a Greek like excel in in the and in, in the NBA, which is you know arguably the top class of yeah, of, not of, arguably of, it's, it's the best right? league in the world. So and I don't know how many Greek players has been either. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, exactly. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. But uh, I mean. That's that's really fucking cool to hear. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So good. So uh, anything uh, positive in your life this for me, week? For me, in my life, well, positive. Yeah, good and bad, man. Uh, good. Uh, finally, we sold our condo, and uh, so that's one more step closer to. You know, we we do have a house. We're gonna have it September first, but uh, yeah, selling our condo was obviously something that we needed to do to to. It's to done. It's sold. That. Yeah, it's, so it's sold. We got fuck, a, it didn't take time. Huh? It's crazy. It took three now. days, man. I don't understand <laughs> these people, man. But yeah, we, we sold it. I'm I'm really really happy about it. The the person who who's buying it is is organized. He's got his shit together. You know, he he knows what he like. He's not you know 
fucking around and being like, uh, you know, like he's, he came, he's prepared. He's pre-approved. Everything's like as, as wonderful as you can think of a deal could go up until now. Like we haven't went to the notary yet, so I don't want to jinx it, but everything's like fantastic going with that. On a bit of a negative, negative note for me, actually two more things I want to say. So another great positive note is, uh, so yesterday on Saturday, my wife had a, a baby shower to go to. And I spent the whole day with my daughter. Oh, that's pretty cool. And that was like mine. Like it was fantastic. It's, you know, with between COVID and everything. And plus she's really young. It's very rare that it, it'll just be me and her. Yeah. Like yeah there's yeah, always yeah. somebody else. Like, my, well, my wife, not necessarily <laughs> just somebody else, but my wife. So that was, that was like, that was awesome, man. We went to the park. I blew, I had this uh, pool that I, I, I blew up and, and I, and I filled them. She played in the pool park, like. We watched some TV together. We we joked around. It, it was great, man. It was it was really, 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 really fun. And that was like probably the highlight of my week. And a bit of on a negative note, I uh, as you know, I, I've applied to I've applied to law school at two yeah. two different law programs, and I and I got refused by one of them so far. Yeah. So that kind of sucked. But I mean, the original plan. I never thought I'd get this far, anyways. Yeah. So the original plan was uh, I, I may honestly like. I may have had just a bit too high expectations and I wasn't and I, I probably prematurely applied for it because I hadn't finished university yet. Yeah. I hadn't gotten certain marks yet. So it's understandable. It's still a bummer because it's still a kick in the gut. But ah, whatever, I, I know that I had to manage my expectations. My expectations were a bit too high and, and the plan was just to try at least one more time. And then if that doesn't work out, then I'm just moving on to just better things. Is there is there a, a different path that you can take or is this is the way to get in and that's it? Well, at this, you know, if taking my age into consideration and everything, I mean, yeah, there is a different path. A different path would be like to do another and, and undergraduate degree and just try to get all A's, which would take another okay, three okay. years. And So yeah, there's different paths, but you know, I, if it doesn't work out the second time, there's another path that I really, really, really like. And, and and the more I think about it, the more interesting it becomes to me. And that's getting my MBA. Okay, cool. So not to be mixed up with NBA. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's another possibility. And I could do that part time while I still work. And there's a lot of benefits to that, too. So, you know, I got I got that on the back burner as well. So I'm okay, man. I'm Generally speaking, I'm, I'm doing great with that school-wise. Uh, knowing you, you'll find your way uh, yeah. through anything. So, uh, yeah, who cares? Uh, well, I mean, obviously a bummer, but, like, you'll bounce back stronger than ever, I'm sure, for that. Yeah. Uh, negative for me, I got sick. I got yeah, sick. Yeah, I heard about yeah, that. that's why we had to delay this a bit. Not that uh, everybody will notice. Cause yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they probably heard me coughing the whole freaking time yeah. of the... So, yeah, I have asthma, like I said, and I caught a virus from my kids and daycares. Um, they, 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 got, they got me a little sick, but uh, feeling a lot better. Not completely out of the woods yet, as you can probably hear in my voice and in my coughing there. But uh, yeah, uh, went to the great, great um, MUHC Chest Institute. That's uh, for people who have asthma. It's a mm -hmm. fantastic place where they'll, they'll take good care of you. Uh, yeah, that was the negative. We'll get over it. No problem. Uh, positive. Uh, I got to have a, uh, I had a see a client that I hadn't seen in two years. Guess why? Because he lives in Tampa, Florida, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, he uh, the, he couldn't travel in, and finally he made it. He made it to uh, to his training sessions, and uh, just a great guy to train. Him and his whole family come to the gym. It's a lot of fun, but it, it was good to to uh, hear the perspective of uh, somewhere else, especially somewhere where apparently they acted like COVID didn't fucking <laughs> exist the whole time. No lockdowns, nobody. He told me, like, Danny, it was like this, there was no COVID. But saying that, he also told me, I'm fully vaccinated. 
So there, there's where it goes. Like, there's these two thoughts, right? One is like, fuck COVID, yeah. but let me protect myself from it yeah, too. Yeah. Because, and, and it, it kind of um, circles back to our, our uh, earlier um, talks when we were saying, um, like, yeah, there's a conspiracy and then there's like, fucking real life too yeah. so where do we stand there so it was fun to, to, to see it from his eyes and, and you know he had a completely different experience than we did like we were like fucking hibernating for, for how long yeah, two years and it, almost yeah two years and he was out and, and about but he missed Montreal he loves Montreal and um, yeah it, it was fun so it was a positive way for again I love learning and I I, I learned about his experience so that was a positive for me so uh, yeah overall a solid week I, I won't complain other than I got a little sick that's fantastic man. so let's uh, let's wrap this bad boy up yes, man we're killing believe. it here <laughs> we're killing it alright so uh, you go I go what do you want to do um, I was just going to say that I really like the Cuba topic I think we should uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look on, on that on my end and maybe we could do a bit of that next week we could talk about that and I had a bunch of stuff, but we don't even need a bunch of stuff. To, uh, I had a bunch of things written down, but who cares, no, man? Exactly. We got two and a half hours in, so yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's that's cool. And um, and whatever else comes up, man. Okay, cool. So listen, uh, for anybody that's listening to this out there, uh, hope you enjoyed it. Again, as you can tell, it comes from the heart. We have uh, we don't rehearse a whole much. Uh, we maybe have a what five minute uh, chat before and, and then we go about it hope uh, we kept you interested uh, yeah so all the best to all you guys expect a lot more from this show um, definitely guests as we said we have a bunch of them that we're waiting for Interesting topics like the Cuba topic. I definitely wanna wanna talk about it. Uh, we're talking about daycares also before. That's yep. another topic I would like to to uh, have with you, uh, and your perspective. You're a political science uh, bachelor genius, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an undergraduate degree. Uh, basically, basically, I couldn't I couldn't tell you much about anything specific. Maybe just general things about a lot of things. But the one good thing that I could take away from that is that it taught me how to research properly. So yeah, and and you probably know political systems a lot better than i do so like yeah well i can like you know we talked about the cuba thing I'm, i know exactly where i'm going to go home tonight and open up a database and just search okay and know. and 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 again that would be great because i would learn more i know about the history and all that where you can learn from me from there but yeah. again like you know the aftermath and all that i think i think you'll be better suited for for letting uh, our listeners know so on that note fantastic things coming up Wish you all the best. Uh, as always, you know, I'm Danny B. And Dimitri G. And we're here. Two Ds and a Bucks. Let's sign this off. Love you guys. Peace. Bye-bye.